Music Exposed, hosted by Sarah Jazz and the Silence Noise, and featuring the best musicians and artists of Twitch and other live streaming platforms. Watch the show live at musicexposed.show. This week's guest, Leah Meneker. Exposed with the silence noise and the silence noise and empty chair. How are you doing, empty chair? Well, I'm doing great, silence. This is my favorite show ever. Oh, well, I'm glad that you could be here today. We have the amazing. Oh, oh, it's you hi. made it. Hi, you made it. It's good to see you. Seriously? You're on, you're on. Hi, you're on Music Exposed today. Hi. Oh, hi. Hi, are you familiar Exposed? with Music Exposed? I don't know. What is it? Tell me about it. Oh my god, Quinn, thanks so much for that host. She is late again. She's always late. She, she exists on this plane of time that she's referred to as Portuguese time, <laughs> that apparently this is Portugal time, and that Portuguese people just show up whenever the hell they want. It's, that's, that's not true. I'm trying. Okay? I'm trying. I'm adding to my story, okay? Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> and she's, she's doing the social posts right now. Well, hey, I listen. It takes a long time to work this good. Yeah. <laughs> sure. That's a thing. Just making sure that you have sound over there. You're very yeah, they quiet. Can, they can hear me. They can, they hear, can me. hear me. Yeah. I know you've actually made a music exposed. Thank you so much for them biddies, Quentin. I appreciate you? that. Today we have the. Where am I? I'm right here doing music. Ex, music oh exposed. God. Everything is retweeted. Everything is. Oh, thank you shared. for that. I'm glad. I'm glad. Hi. She's Hello. on Sarah time, which is similar to Krista time. What's Krista time? What does that mean? I don't know what that is. What's up, Blanf? How are you? Good to see you guys. And I know that what's cool about today is I know that we, I love when we have streamers on who aren't as well known and who are people that are going to be new to people. I know that Leah is a person people that a lot of people. going to be new to people? Yes, I want them to be new people to people. Oh, uh, oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> no, I want them to be new and people that people haven't experienced before. And Leah is somebody that I know a lot of you may not have heard of before, and she is fantastic. She's going to be an amazing guest today. And. I <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, so what do you so what so what do you what are your criteria then for getting to know somebody when you don't know them? Like what are you looking for? Do you just come in cold? Do you come in for the enjoyment? Like what's your story when you're hearing a new musician? Um You make horse music. noises. Got Good it. Music. Be a horse. Horse noises. <laughs> yes. Horse noises. That makes sense. The, the that's noises, the first yes. thing I think of too. No, but obviously they're they're uh, the way they talk. No, I'm, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> the, their music. And when you talk quiet like that, nothing, it doesn't pick up anything. Oh, it doesn't? No, sorry. you're so quiet today. Sorry, I don't know I'm what the hell is going on. I'm not a quiet. Is this mine? Or this? No, you're too, but. Hi, hello. Hello, can you hear tap me? Tap it, if you're going to tap it. Come on. Hi, everybody. Yes, it's there. Oh, my God, Theory Code Warrior, thank, thank you so much you for that gift to Leah Meneker. So I appreciate that. We're excited to have you play too, and as I said, we—it's always exciting when it's people that we don't know, that we don't know as well, and that the community doesn't know as well, because that's the hope that people get to know new music, and that's why I want to do this because yes. I want to get to know new music and stuff too. Same, which yeah. is very important. So, 
So you're putting all this pressure on Leah today. That's yes, good. I am. You're that's making what, sure you're I like do. this. Better be the best performance of your life. Yes. This or I'm going to Simon call you in the interview. Ever, Leah. Um, otherwise, we will uh, judge you harshly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure you will. So, obviously. You've probably noticed that things are a little different. We are here in the U.S. I hope you all don't hate it. I, I won't hate it. I've already... The thing is, is when guests are on the show, I actually pay attention to who they are. So I, like, look them up and watch their stream it's and their like VODs a little bit. people and stuff, you know? Yeah. What, why do you... You have to speak into this mic. I know. I know. I'm it's just very talking quiet. to you, you know? I know. But the problem Sorry. is, is this mic is not a condenser like this oh, okay. one. So Hello. Hello. You, you're super loud and I'm not. Like, you're just a loud person. I'm Yes. Person. Yes, yeah. that's exactly it. She got on today and she's like, I'm going to try to I'm going to turn this into a challenge to try to speak as quietly as I possibly that's can throughout true. this entire thing. That is what you are like at 25 percent of your normal volume. That's Normally you're like screaming at the at the mic and you're like, hi, guy. this is NPR today. Hi, today. I hope you're all doing well. Mm. Uh, uh. What's up, Venom? Thank you, JGRGRY. This shirt, actually, I got it in Mexico. We found the coolest. We found the coolest alternative store in the world yes. in Mexico it's that had awesome. shirts that I have not been able to find anywhere. And then this one in particular, this is actually probably the first scene shirt that I ever owned. I bought it when I was something like 15 years old or something oh, like thank that. thank you, Primo. Thank you, Primo, for that gift to Doth Rips. Susie scares me. Why? Why? Why does Susie also, scare you? Also, uh, awesome on the second vaccine. I need to get my second vaccine still. I had my second vaccine before I went to Mexico, so... Yeah, I didn't. Jay Gregory. I like Gregory. Can we just... Yes, That's Jay Gregory. Sense. I actually used to work with someone named Jay Gregory. Like, J-A-Y oh, that's Gregory. That's interesting. She seems scary. Do you, do you agree? No. There's, there's people... That, this is an interesting thing. So there's a lot of men that like scary girls. Like what does scary that mean, though? women. Yeah, I know guys that are like, I like scary women. Like, scary looking, very, like, you know, intimidating looking. That's definitely not my thing. That? I don't Where even are know. are you on that spectrum? I don't know that I have a spectrum there. I, I don't. Don't you have a, a do you, are you more into the scary or the cute type? Driving me crazy. What? I'm trying to get your volume right. I See, this drives me nuts because normally I have the controls right in front of me. I'm going to whine about my interface until I have it back. Yes. It or is. until somebody donates $1,000. No, you don't have to buy me a new one. It just needs to come back from warranty. So this was a fun story. I haven't told the whole story. We talked about it a little bit on stream. But we started rearranging the studio so that we could perform in here and maybe even have a little more space and have the room be a little bit more flexible than it was. And so we move everything around, and the centerpiece of my studio, the audio interface, decided to crap out in the middle of doing all of that. Which yeah, that's that basically the most important. It's all. It's the most expensive, and it is the most important piece of equipment in my studio. Yes. So since then, I have been working nonstop to try to do workarounds to make things work. And we have a giant mixer over here right now that yeah. I'm balancing everything. And yes, but it's this horrible. is an analog mixer. No, right? it actually also can be hooked up as an interface, but oh. it only sums down to a two-channel, and it's mm -hmm. FireWire, which is like. I remember my mixer, my Allen and Heath analog mixer, which had also could also work as an uh, interface. For some reason, never had the right quality in terms of of digital quality. Well, and the big thing that you notice about these interfaces now is that they most of them, most of them at this point, they don't even have updated drivers anymore. For especially if you're on Windows or like I am, 
they don't even have updated drivers anymore. So like finding drivers for this is yeah. a, a mess. And that's what I was running into with this old interface too when I was trying to use that and it kept falling apart because this interface, this Elisa SIO2 I have is so freaking old that it doesn't even have its own drivers. It ha oh, You have to use Azio for all. It doesn't even have its own drivers to use them, anymore, <laughs> which is really awesome. But yes, yeah, so we've... So putting together the charity stream that we did yesterday, which was super fun. Thank you, Northbound Matt, for shouting out Silence Noise. If you guys don't follow Silence Noise, check him out. He's yeah, a, check him out. He's, he's a mediocre cool. musician. That, he's pretty cool. That's not yeah. true. Don't be like that. He's, he's very mediocre, okay? Very, very mediocre. That's just... Yes, just, just like me. Um, I would never say that, actually. You, you know? You I never. would never say that I'm a mediocre musician. I know. You know, people are like, wow, she's so tour. arrogant. But, like, sometimes you just know... But it's the same thing. There's things that you know you do well and you're, like, you know, you're you're um, confident about. And I think uh, you, sh you should uh, be confident about some things that you know you're good at. I'm not good... I'm just good at the saxophone. Don't get too excited. I'm not good at music I don't know. I heard he sucks just... balls. You're right, Stream Dad. Thank you for that. I appreciate the honesty. Yes. That's what we really need to hear around true. here. Yes, yes. I agree. That's so, true. So... That has been the story of the week, but we did have an amazing Mexico bound mats. <laughs> I kind of like that that is still the message, but it definitely needs to be changed. Mexico Mexico bound mat. That's right. He's he's got a lot. It's it's technically southbound mat at that point, but you know that's it true. Is what it is. That's true. Yes. That's it's more like um, west 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 southwest southwest bound mat. Because Mexico's very west, you know? No, it's not. Mexico's it is. actually in way comparison, further. In comparison to Europe, it's very west. What are you talking about? It is not west compared to where northbound Matt lives. It's actually Mexico oh, it's and not? South oh, America are far further east than most Americans oh, think they are. East, east, north, northeast. Like sorry. Mexico City north is in the same time. Mexico City is in the same time zone as northbound Matt. So we could probably just draw a line south. Who is this female version of me stealing my man? I don't know. Hi, hello. I am Underslop too, and uh, I'm here to steal all your men. <laughs> Who is the so so? You got cast as like the crappy replacement. Me? Yeah, Sarah over here thinking the world revolves around Europe. That's true. That is I true. I didn't say that. I just said like from my perspective because she's like she's Europe. already she's already got the bragging out today. She's like I would never refer to myself as a mediocre musician, and Europe <laughs> is the center of the world. Yes. Yes, that's exactly what I said. Mm -hmm. Hi, on Viva Mexico! Slop! Yes. <laughs> yes. Mexico City is the same as Chicago, pretty much. I don't know. Yeah. USA. Yeah, America. <laughs> I like... Uh, yes. 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 Patriotism. But also, hi, welcome to Music Exposed. This is the show where I, we talk about music. I like how you're introducing it 15 minutes in and after you're late. That's that's feel, yes, please. You know what? Do by all means that's do your introduction. Right, that's what I do. That's my meme. Don't do you your know introduction that? to the show, don't okay? You know, don't you I want to see you introduce meme? the show. Oh, it's yes. great. It's the greatest. Hi, meme. welcome to Music Exposed. This is the show where we talk about music. We'll talk about something music then. What you, you what is your topic today? I always bring topics. What what did you bring to Music Exposed today? I brought um the I was thinking about this. I was in the bathroom and I was doing my makeup and mm -hmm. I was thinking about this. This is very music related, by the way. Yes. Um, when you put on highlighter on your Cupid's bow, it looks like what the snot. Hell is a Cupid's bow? And I don't know why people put highlighter on their Cupid's bow because it looks like snot and they continue doing it. It's 2021 people. Stop with the stupid highlighter. 
This has been a public service announcement from Music Exposed. Thank you. Yeah, the what music were they playing in the place that we got the shirt? Uh, all sorts of different goth stuff. Um, I think when we were there the first time they were playing Bauhaus. They played a bunch of stuff that I knew, but all sorts of goth industrial music. Interesting, which thank was... you. Sir. No problem. This is very important. I don't even know what a Cupid's bow is. What a is, Cupid's uh... bow is this right here. Your, the arch on on the top of your lip, like the... Looks like a... It looks like a bow, and it's the Cupid's bow. Because, you deserve a good poop, because of Cupid. <laughs> We have to explain that. That's the thing. So if you have been... If you follow me on Twitter, follow me on Twitter, by the way. I'm really funny. This is me being ironic, by the way. This is me being ironic. Don't think I'm... Everybody's like... Everybody who's new is like, wow, this is an arrogant bitch. Yes, because we can tell that everyone in the chat right now is new. There are people we've never seen before. That's true. Hi, everybody. I've never seen any of these people before. before. Except for... Except for maybe... Underslop. I've seen him yes, before, I think. I've, I've, Everyone else here is new. Welcome all new people wow, to Music Exposed. are you flirting Exposed. with Underslop right now? Yes, of course. Underslop is an attractive man. Listen. I am but jealous. I can flirt with Underslop because he'll just run away screaming. We've already established I'm new this. here. I'm new here. But yes, they, that was the kind of music they were playing. They were playing music fitting of a store like that. And I and I brought, I think I got myself like seven or eight shirts. And I also brought back the Sister Noise seven or eight shirts. At this point, I brought True. her so many things because they were shirts that I have not seen in a store for like they were so 20 cheap, years. Dudes like so fucking cheap. Yes. Follow Sarah on Twitter for quality tweets. Like, yes. <laughs> did I ever tweet that? I, yes, I'm very sure that I all sometimes just tweet. Yes. Sometimes I tweet things like boobs. But you wanted to explain the uh, you deserve a good poop. Hashtag you deserve a good poop. Oh, last night while we were while we were getting ready to go to bed. Twitter decided apparently that I needed an advertisement for Milk of Magnesia, and I and so I posted it in Sarah's Discord. If you want to go see the ad, and in even more fitting is that in the ad the woman was named Sarah. I didn't even yes, notice with it. With an until... H though, because you know a Sarah with an H is not a real Sarah because H's are ow. <laughs> ow. <laughs> That's true. So Sarah apparently is having digestive issues. <laughs> and she needs to Apparently. get milk of magnesia. Which I didn't is... know that, but, you know. Yeah. I, yeah it's good I, to know I, now. It's good it's, to, to it's understand important. now that this is digestive issues. This is digestive <laughs> yes. issues. What Whatever. does that mean? What is this? This is. Whatever. My life right now. My Your life. life is digestive issues right now? <laughs> my life is a digestive issue in general. You know what I mean? I don't know that I feel good about that. Yeah, I don't know, I know that that's a good thing. Is that like what you don't? What you're you not eating? turned on by that. Is that no. does that not turn you on, baby? No, it's no. not. Oh well, it's not. No, it's Snatch. not. Welcome to your 30s, Sarah. That's true. <laughs> milk of magnesia is low tier. Metamucil is mid tier. I have no idea what milk of magnesia is. It's it's obviously to help the it's to help the. Is it a laxative? Move. I don't know if it's considered that. You'd have to say save the babies for the bedroom. That's true. That's true. So and yes, don't put them in bath ad. water. Because then you'll throw them out with the bath water, and that's a problem. You don't want your babies to get thrown out with the bath water. It's bad. So, the, the ad? Yes, I posted it in your Discord. I, I already finished the story, basically. Oh, okay. It's, it's not that funny of a story. I was just that, oh, but you wanted okay. me to explain it. Okay. So, everyone that watches this show, and anyone that has anything to talk about on Twitter, please begin using. I would like to co-opt this hashtag 
Hashtag you deserve a good poop. Yes. So anything you talk about on Twitter, any post, hashtag you just deserve a good end poop. it with hashtag you deserve a good poop, which is what I've been doing oh, no- other than the last one because oh, I North- didn't have space. Northbound Matt, thank you so much. Milk of magnesia, it is a laxative. It is a lac- That is thought okay. to work by drawing water into the intestines, an effect that helps to cause movement of the intestines. The medication is also used to treat symptoms caused by too much stomach acid, such as heartburn, upset stomach, or oh, that's, indigestion. Oh, that's why. Because you have, you have, um, you have, st- what is the burn stuff? What is it called? Acid when, reflux. Acid reflux. But mm-hmm. that's not. Yes. Yes. So. I, I want to be able to, like, lean fully off camera like you're doing to talk to you. Yeah. Be like, hey, how are you? I'm just looking it's at you. good to see you. Hi. Hi. How Hi. are you? How are you? <laughs> How are you today? You're going to run out and get some right now. Well, at least the ad was effective for them. Yeah, because you're you're clearly you're clearly sponsoring them right now, are they? I am. That's Where true. are they when are they paying us? So, I said Sarah looks like my sister, but now that I'm thinking about it, I think I look like if you two had a kid. Well, we can adopt you under slop if that's Yeah, what you, you really want you want. want to be adopted. Yeah, it's true. That's weird though because you're attracted to the silence noise, so uh, I don't know. Some that's people... addy, daddy issues oh, right step, there. Stepbrother, what are you doing? Oh, stepdad, what are you? Oh, God. Yeah, we do have stream dad. Stream dad, what are you doing? <laughs> stream dad, what are you doing? <laughs> yes, it's true. It's true. Uh, You've got daddy issues for sure, yeah. don't we all? So, uh, we're musicians. That's our. That's true. That's our thing. Uh, that is true. I know why. He's correct. Yes, that's true. That is true. That's true. That because is true. daddy is capitalized. Daddy is capitalized. Very true. That's true. Daddy dominant and domin- dominant. Yes. Yes. Canadupiti. You deserve a good poop. Yes, very true. Yes. So, what music has, have you been listening to lately? What have I Other been than obvious ASMR licking. Yes, I've been listening to Indie Fox with an ASMR microphone. She's a musician. Butt. I mean, I, I need someone you know. to sample that. I, well, first of all, all I saw was the. Okay. All I saw. Was the fa- was the fact that she had the ASMR mic on her butt? I don't know if she farted into it, but everyone was acting like that's what she was doing. So if she did that, we definitely need to sample it and make a song out of it. Like that feels like that feels like something that needs to happen. And I think it could be a remix because last night, so last night, uh, Sister Noise and DJ Montague. Actually, we need to give a big, a big music exposed. Happy birthday, hold on, to DJ Montague. DJ Montague's birthday was yesterday. He's out there. He's here. And Sister Noise's birthday is next week. Oh, here comes DJ Montague. He's he's sneaking in to the Music Exposed set. He's here. Happy birthday Hi, to DJ birthday. Montague. Please happy give birthday. him some love and a follow. Yes. He'll be on the show eventually, I'm sure. One day. One day. One day. Happy birthday, boy. Thank you. But anyway, he and that. Sister Noise were on a secret spy mission last night. And when they came home, my sister made a, made a remix of some song. And I don't know what it was. I just remember it was like... I think she was like the... Yeah. Animals. Something. So they're yelling the song at me. So we'll use Indie Fox fart samples and my sister's... Yes, trumpet samples to make yes. this. It'll be beautiful. Sounds, yeah, that sounds like uh, kind of like uh, Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about this. So because we watched Bo Burnham, I've been thinking about making more troll songs. And just filling my life. She's like, I've been watching Bill Burnham. I'm feeling about stealing his whole act. Yes. Like everything he does, I would like to do. Yes. Because I would like to be as popular as he is right now. Yes. Yes. I want to be famous. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It makes sense. Just sing about Jeffrey Bezos. No, you have to pick a different billionaire. It can't be Jeffrey Bezos. Yeah. No, I will. I will sing about Elon Musk. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
That feels very ironic. Yeah. Elon Why? Musk is not... That's a tougher name to sing. Like, Bezos has a melody no. you can sing. No, but can. Musk. Yeah, you can do, Musk. like, a rap. Like, Musk. Elon, Elon Musk. Musk. Elon Musk. <laughs> Elon Musk, your science is a must. <laughs> <laughs> That was, mm. that was, that was... You are a genius. Uh, yes, you are a genius. <laughs> I did, I did say that. I know that's you why are. it's on your mind, because the first time I actually showed, when I, right before I left Europe for the first time, I actually showed Sarah uh, Bo Burnham's first special, What? And I was like, this reminds me a lot of your style, really our style of humor in general, but your style of humor in particular. And since then, you've just been like, I want to be Bo Burnham. I want to be Bo, Bo Burnham. Bo you, Burnham. Know, Bo, 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 you know why? Because I've had, like, I feel like I've had the same ideas and the same, like, types of songs and stuff. But my problem is that I don't do it. And there's, like, a, there's, there, sometimes I feel like there's people that it's have okay, a lot bro. of good ideas, but they just don't do it. Well, that's like 99% of the world. Exactly. Just do it. Just do it. (laughs) That's right. I I feel like sometimes I feel like a failure because I'm the same. I'm like, I don't just do it. I just overthink it. It's the same thing when I write songs. It's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, publishing the song because I feel like it's unfinished or it's not perfect or there's things that I want to add to it. And it's, you know, and it's the same thing with, with, with videos, with, you know, comedy ideas and, and just ideas in general where I'm like, don't let your dreams be dreams. I have this genius idea and I think people would love it. And then I'm like, hmm. Yeah, I'm just too depressed. Ideas today. take work. I'm not going to do that. No, I no. love working. You know I'm a workaholic, but it's like, it's just sometimes it's uh, the perfectionist in me just isn't isn't really valuable in that sense. Yeah, you know? but also, but that's the thing. Like, it's, it's eventually you have to come to grips with the fact that either you're going to work on your discipline or you're not going to do it and just move on to something else. Yeah. Like, to me, that's the that's the issue that I have, I think, is that Eventually, you start to realize, as you get older, you start to realize certain things about yourself, and you go, all right, well, there's some things that I always thought I was going to do, and maybe I'll always have ideas for them, but I just realized now that I'm never going to actually invest the time that's necessary to do it. And I thought that music was going to be that thing for me. Like, I took 10 years off of doing music and and just wasn't working on it. But when I came back and saw how that was working for me and, and, and realized how important of a role it was in my life it became very important for me to finish things so yeah but you yeah. had you had um kind of a an exercise that i didn't have that i should have at some point which is writing a song and releasing it every week or every yes. day yeah and that's um that's a great exercise and i think yes. that's a great exercise for people like like me and i'm pretty sure that a lot of people in in um in chat also also have that know that feeling either if you're a creative in general or an artist or a musician that sometimes you just you just you just don't finish things well, and creativity... I am the same with paintings too where I'm like I will finish the paint this is the thing though with music it's different like I'm very particular about music but when it comes to paintings or drawings or something I start getting impatient so I will finish it but I will rush it 
Okay. Like I will finish it. I will. I won't just you know stop midway and be like, oh, I will. I will finish this another time. I know that I won't have the patience to finish it. Yeah. So I just I just rush it, and then it becomes something you know stupid, and it's not as as detailed and and, and yeah. But and nice that's as I the thing. That's the discipline. All right. So this is I think an issue that a lot of creatives face is that creative isn't a thing you are. Creativity is a discipline, just like anything else. To actually be creative. And to become better at being creative, you have to work it out. You have to do it regularly. And that's going to happen with songs. Like, the same thing happened for me. I tell the story, I've told the story on stream before, so sorry for those of you who've heard it before. But when I first got into Song a Week, and I had, I had been linked to it somewhere on Reddit, and I found it and was watching people in the songs, I actually joined almost six weeks earlier than I posted my first song. And I, so the first week I saw it, I'm like, this is a great idea. I'm going to get involved. I introduced myself and then I vanished for six weeks. But that whole time I was working on a song yeah. and, and I was working on the song. Hilariously enough, the funniest, the thing that still makes me laugh about that is that project was called the breakthrough song. <laughs> That's what that song was called. And, it, and I did the same thing that I did for many, many years before that, which is very similar to what you described. I would, I'm a perfectionist as well. Like, I like complicated things. I want it to have arrangement. Like, I, I put a lot of effort, a lot of effort into the songwriting side. And so there I was after like four. And then what starts to happen, and I'm sure a lot of creatives will realize this. Then you're like, oh, well, I'm a failure. Like, I said I was going to get this done in a week. Now we're sitting four weeks out. The thing is not done. I'm not making any progress. It's not working. And now I'm a failure. And so that gives you more excuse to not get shit done. And so finally... At like week five or six after I joined this thing, I'm like, all right, I really need to get something done. And this is clearly not something I'm going to get done. And so I sat down and I'm just like, I'm going to do something incredibly simple. Like I'm going to focus on keeping this very minimal, very, you know, like focused, just, and I was flipping through synth sounds and I found this pad that I really liked. And it's this song called You Saw His Face. For those of you who don't know it, this is, I'll play it loudly here. But this is You Saw His Face, which is very, very simple. But Oh, I really like those. those that those pad. Ones. Yeah, so that pad is what I found. And basically, it's just that pad, one synth part, and drums. Yeah. And I finished that, and at that time, what was exceptionally fast, I finished it in like six days. Mm -hmm. Now I can finish a song in an afternoon. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could do that in in a day. That no, I could do that in an hour. Uh, yeah. But if I was like, I need to finish something else. But, but that broke the bullshit for me, and went like, all right, I can do this, and I can get something done. And if I have to, because what I'm, I'm saying all this to speak to your point of. Sometimes you have to actually rush to get something done, or sometimes you're not, it's not gonna be perfect, or you're gonna release it, and then six weeks later, you're gonna look back and be like, man, this is not exactly how I wanted it to be, or what I was hoping it would be. And that's why I think, again, you have to get into some form of a discipline. Now, I'm always, when I take on something, I'm always crazy. So for me, Song a Week was kind of crazy. It's a crazy way to do it. Yeah. But I learned so much in that period of time, and in finishing those songs and doing all those things, that it has made me so much faster and more skilled at what I'm doing and skilled at the art of decision-making because most creatives are afraid to commit to decisions. I think that's what it is. They're, they're not just like, all right, well, I'm going to make a decision on this, stand or fall. Maybe it's not the perfect song, but what you can always be confident in, and you can be confident in this too, is that there'll always be another song. Like you'll be like, all right, maybe this is, didn't yeah. come out the way I hoped. 
there will always be another song. Yeah. And that to me is where I, I don't, I don't feel bad about it. I just go, all right, well, you know, it took yeah, me Yeah, that's to the thing it. I need to learn. And a thing, you know. uh, uh, an exercise that I did as a um, painter slash uh, drawer or whatever, a, a drawer. Drawer. I like to do drawings. <laughs> drawings. Um, as, a, as a visual artist, um, there is a great, great exercise, which is 20 sketches a day. And okay. it doesn't, it doesn't, um, it doesn't, have to be finished things at all it's sketches you know you go out or you you know you go wherever and you just draw whatever is in front of you and you do 20 sketches a day mm-hmm. and um that for like a few months or whatever that first of all it you, you gain amazing practice um because you know you're you're constantly drawing and constantly you know perfecting your skills and you are more confident in finishing things or just starting things actually and um just you know being all right and being okay with not having finished something and maybe come back to it later Mm -hmm. um and that's the thing i learned as a visual artist but as a musician i haven't yet yeah i mean as a as a let's say as a songwriter because as a saxophonist i'm like whatever um but as a as a songwriter uh, i'm not like that and there's actually a song that i did in a day which is called carousel Mm -hmm. And I really liked it at first, and now I hate it. And I feel like I should do more things like that, where it's like, oh, this is not a great song, but I did it in a day, and I was feeling very creative that day, and maybe I should just do that. Well, but you have to look at it more often. You you have to look at it as a time capsule of that day, though, especially when you're doing that. And we were we were talking about this when we were in Mexico. We were in an Uber, and I was mentioning Prince, who obviously is probably the most prolific songwriter and prince wrote a song a day for something like 25 years so there there's all this dispute over his catalog and all this stuff and you think about it and you're like man prince wrote a lot of hit songs a lot of hit songs for for himself and for other artists but also shit songs but i'm guarantee in that catalog if you're writing a song every day i'm sure that 60 to 70 percent of those songs are not uh, they weren't, in yeah, his but opinion, I, but worth I seeing the light of the day. there's a difference because I used to write several songs a day, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure that Prince writes in the old school jazz way because you know he 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 was he played he was in the same era as Miles Davis and stuff, and I'm pretty sure that he. Um, which is very different from you because for you, writing a song means actually producing a song. No, Thank no, you Matt, so much, for gifting that to Soul Bear. Um, which means for you, it's actually producing a song. For yes. you, it doesn't mean just writing a song. Writing a song with chords and a melody is a thing that is pretty easy if you know sheet, you know theory, and and you you can write sheets in in theory. Um, it's pretty easy. Like like I said, I I used to write several songs a day. Um, sometimes when I felt very creative. Um, for my band or you know just in general sometimes classical music and stuff like that but I didn't have to produce it and that's the thing that you do which is a little different to 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 um, other songwriters who just use sheet music or just use you know the written form slash theory you actually produce a song mm-hmm. like you're not just like oh okay this is a melody that I have I'm gonna write it down and I'm gonna put some chords to it and then i will figure out how to record slash produce this you actually are somebody who produces the whole thing which 
most of the time doesn't include in the same day mastering, but it's a finished song basically. Yeah, Prince did it's that like, too, though. You Prince, know? Prince is like that. And as I well. think that's insane. You know, like, <laughs> I think Thanks. that's. I, I think, think that's you're insane. insane. Thank you I for saying that. I think that's insane because I could write a, uh, I could write a song by just writing it down or something, and, and you know. Um, <laughs> or, Thanks, I'm insane. Yeah, but yes, you're, you're, you produce a song. It's like you put you 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 play the drums. You you put down the 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 chords with either piano or pad. I mean, you always use the keyboard, but like with pad or pads or with other synths or with and or with um um uh fuck uh strings. You know your yeah, orchestra yeah. and stuff, and then you also play your guitar over it or or bass and or bass. Then you sing. Then you have the mm -hmm. lyrics. Like, and you do all of this and like in a song, and that's like you writing a song a day, which is completely different to somebody um, like me, for example, who writing a song for me used to be, now it's not like that because I'm learning a lot from you, but it used to be just writing down the melody or playing the melody on a piano or the saxophone and then being like, oh, these are the chords that go with it, write down the chords, and that's the song, and then just take that sheet music to my band and everybody plays it. And then we like figure out how it, how it works. Um, so your way is more insane. It's way much, <laughs> way more work, you know. It is way more work. Yes, it is. And even if I did lyrics, like, yeah. way more work because you basically just produce a song that is ready to be released after mastering. That's the hope. Underslop, I relate to silence as neuroticism. I write and produce at the same time. Which I was dead them quick. I wasn't. Like I was talking about. You saw his face, which was a very simple song. Took me six days, three years ago when I restarted. Um, all the stuff I was doing after that when I was doing song a week was taking me m mostly the full week. And it wasn't the, there was turning point songs that I can think of that where I started getting faster and I started getting things that were more in line with what I had in my head, where it was like, all right, this is getting closer to what I want. Um, and once I hit that stride, it, it became easier. So the, the speed happened in phases and I still don't actually think I'm that fast. Like, when I'm mixing Northbound Matt stuff, I still feel kind of slow. Well, like, you wrote... How many days did you need for Casey's Mystery? Two days? Well, two, because you were tracking. It would have been done on the first day, mostly, but Yeah, but I we were both write. writing that song. We both, yeah. like, were writing... So no, I did... I, the, base of, the base of that song was done in, like, three or four hours. Yeah, and that song is a complicated song, too. Yeah. It's, like, a comp... It's a complicated song, and it's very un unusual forms and stuff. But it's very it's it's very interesting how like even something and you've never written jazz before, right? No. That's that was your that, this is the thing that was his first or is still his first jazz song that he wrote slash produced that was done in basically a an afternoon. Yeah, well, well. And then I recorded stuff and I added stuff and solos and, and, and instruments and whatever. And then after that, um, you perfected it and added the final touches and. Then it and it's done and it's insane it's like an insanely good song and and me, me was i'm i'm a jazz jazz professional for for a lot many many years and that that really blew my mind because it was it's it's jazzy it's complicated it's hard to play it's hard to keep up with although the, there's not a lot of uh, um not a lot of key changes which normally happens more in jazz songs well this needed a motif though in my opinion like when we were writing it it was written around this this part really this was the Can they key hear it? yeah 
course. I can't hear myself. Yeah, I, you can hear the that computer, but you can't hear this. So yeah, I've had it playing in the background. But this song was intentionally written to be... It was meant to be a theme for a show, which I think is in use. We need to... Uh, did you ever ask Casey Tron if no, it's being used? We need to find out, but... So that song was written... I didn't want to change it that much because I wanted it to be focused on having memorable hooks. Like, it was written around a couple of different hooks. Yeah. And... I wanted it to be catchy because then you associate it with the show. Like, that was that. Thanks, Tyler. I appreciate that. So that was that was really what my thought process was in writing it, which is why I wasn't focused on yeah. musical... We, we have to... Um, you want to call it. Pro, um, release and, that to Spotify. I mean, I, I was waiting until Casey used it. Like, I wanted no, to tag her and stuff when we start releasing oh, it we can release it anyways i just want to release well, didn't it didn't she want honest. i thought it was a secret project at this no point. it's That's not a, what her podcast was is already is already um she's like out. it's already quit she used no, it's it already once out. no she already does it it fits yeah. oh have you have you so you know do you know if she's using it who watches casey tron i i never I don't know if she's using it i have no idea i don't watch anybody so i don't know what is even happening casey tron is a high key crush of mine yeah now, I have not watched any streamers, really, at all, especially with having to rebuild the studio this week. It's basically been all work and trying to get this damn thing working at this point. It's fine. See, I don't agree. I would, If I were Sarah, see, this is, this is the difference in attitude. Like, to me, I want to know if she's using it. I would have asked a couple of times already, and I would have been like, hey, I want to coordinate a release so that it brings, because we need to be mutually beneficial. It's like, all right, I want to bring attention to her podcast, and I want her podcast to bring attention to our song. Like, that was the you know idea. What? I'm going to do that right now. <laughs> In the middle of Music Exposed, yeah, I will here, conduct business. I, I, will, I will forget otherwise. Yes. No, I'm curious to I'm know if she's actually using it. But She's streaming right now, too. Oh, yes. Just just go in it. Someone just go in her chat. <laughs> <laughs> Say that, you have, that she has a Discord. Be like, we're from Music Exposed. Uh, are you Sarah using Jeff. Casey's Mystery? <laughs> Yes, they are troll sisters. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, what am I asking? Are you using... Casey is high all the time. She probably doesn't remember the last message she sent. You know, probably. fair point. Fair point. I'm not going to disagree with you there. But yes, it's... Uh, that song... No, I, well, for me, I th when I'm thinking of songwriting, I, I mean, I guess the closest thing that I can... The closest analogy I would use is like songwriting is like Legos to me. Like, I like to come up with the blocks at the bottom, and the blocks at the bottom are normally drums and bass or drums and keys, it's because I, I drums was my first instrument, and, I, and drums are very important in a song to me, which is why I highlight them the way that I highlight them. And then I start putting the Lego blocks together. So it's like, all right, I've got the bottom row. Now I need to connect those bottom rows and figure out what order I want them in. And then I start building up from there. And I think of songs and layers like that, where it's like, all right, I have this bass part that I want, which fits with this bass part that I want. And then as I'm, and then as I'm getting in an order, I'm thinking about that. I'm saying like, is this interesting enough? Like, is does this need a change? Does this need something to keep it compelling? Does this fit? Like sometimes I'll write lyrics and I'll go back and I'll change the bass a little bit. Yeah. I'll be like, I don't. Okay, this will be more interesting if I do this. Like great example of that is someday somewhere somehow. Like someday somewhere somehow writing the middle orchestrated part to me. I do lots of things in silence noise songs, and I know this is, sounds very arrogant. So if you guys are like, ah, I hate listening to silence talk about this, uh, sorry. But 
like someday somewhere somehow very straightforward rock song based off of that and it's just a really in your face riff and so i was like what would make this unexpected because it starts with the traditional the traditional it actually starts on the chorus which is unusual for a silence noise song so it starts on the chorus goes into the verse has the bridge and then goes back to a chorus then it goes into a verse so you're like expecting as a listener oh bridge and chorus are coming back then i'm like fuck the whole song and throw together this orchestrated part that's totally different from everything else so i like to do stuff like that where it's like subvert expectations where you're like oh this is where man p thanks so much for that host i appreciate Thank it you, man, p. that's where it's lawyer. like i really care about that the listening experience of going like all right I, just when I think I can predict where this is going, it goes somewhere else. Yeah. Or, or if I want it to be something predictable and catchy and hooky, like Sweet Punishment or something like that, I stick it in the traditional structure and I don't change a lot. Um, so I, I don't know. I think that's a really... I, I've, I've said this a million times on the show, but I think songwriting is an incredibly underrated discipline. And what I find amazing, when you really think about it, it is so difficult to be a good songwriter... That is why I think you have so few songwriters that actually write hit songs. When you look back at the past 20 years of hit writing, you have like five to 10 names of people who appear over and over and over. Max Martin, Dr. Luke, you know, people like that who have written all of these popular songs. Sia, another one. Mm -hmm. And it's because most people don't actually work on songwriting as a discipline where it's like they don't think they're like, oh, they become a good musician or they become a good you know, producer, or they become a good mixer, master, engineer, or whatever. Thank, Thank you, you so for that. Much, but um, I think songwriting in and of itself is an incredibly difficult discipline that more people need to put more effort into. Um, and as you mentioned, for me, songwriting has always been the thing I focused on the most. I fo- yeah, but I, it's also what you're best at. Well, I think because you're that's an where amazing, I put the most time. amazing songwriter. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think you're... And I've Here. come across... <laughs> I've come across a lot of good and amazing songwriters, but you're you're one of the best songwriters. Because you can do it all. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, w- I well, was doing so it impressed all that you can with. just write a fucking jazz song while you did never wrote a jazz song before. Granted, yeah. you kind of grew up with jazz, you know? Kind of. But you also more hate classi- it. More classical. You also hate it, which... Uh, <laughs> Is I don't ironic? hate jazz. I imagine, just am not a imagine fan of hating it. jazz and dating a jazz musician. Well, sometimes, sometimes you need that chemistry in a relationship. All right. Sometimes, sometimes you gotta. Although have this morning we were watching that that TikTok of of that drummer. I don't know his Grayson, name. Grayson Grayson Nutzman or yeah. something like that. So we were watching that. that and I think we both were crazy. enjoying that. It, it was a it was a jazz piece. And I it can was, respect it was a I, jazz recording, and it, yeah. it, we both were were enjoying that. I can respect mad skills when I see something yeah, like Charlie Parker tune. I, um, I respect your skills. I respect musicians that have mad skills. Don't get me wrong. Just it doesn't necessarily. I, I don't hate anything other than maybe country. I don't like a lot of country music. Um, which, I, as I mentioned, because for me, I don't like the sound of the slide guitar. It makes me like nauseous. I hate this. I hate the sound of slide guitar. And so much country has slide guitar in it. So that I like it. Like I, I, I already it. said, I hate it. So oh, John much. Zorn. I really like John Zorn. I hate it. I'm gonna play like three country songs today. Thanks, ah. Leah. You can do what you want. No, it's just like. But I always, I do come in. Oh God, I love Journey. Yeah, they're my favorite band. I listen. 
I do have opinions. Don't get me wrong. Like, I normally will give everything a chance. Yeah. And then there's some things that I just can't, I can't stand. I mean, I agree. Like, there's, there's instruments that I don't like. I hate, I hate, um, what, what is this? Oh, okay. I thought you were going to do with something. Um, no, I was just hate, getting for ready example, to clarinet. Jump on the call. And clarinet makes me also hate um, things like Dixieland. I love all types of jazz that uh, most <laughs> type of that. types of jazz, and you know, as, obviously. But it's weird as a jazz musician not to like Dixieland. But I don't okay. like Dixieland because it's like, you know, it's kind of like if I feel. <laughs> yeah, I feel like <laughs> it's stupid. Goes? I feel like it's stupid. I mean, obviously, it's it's. You kind don't of listen like, to jug bands in your spare kind of, time. What the hell? It's kind of like abstract painting. It has its time and its place. But I feel like I, I, I just can't listen to it nowadays. I'm, I'm so tempted um, to delete this message from Northbound Matt's. Jazz country. <laughs> Could you play a country of a kid rock song? Free um, jazz. Yes. Sarah and, loves free jazz. Uh, no, too. I'm not I'm not a I'm not a fan of it's free a joke. jazz. It's, yeah. I'm not a fan a of free jazz. It depends. Like I feel like people like Ornette Coleman did a great job at free jazz. Farrah Sanders, amazing it like his free jazz is amazing. Um, Albert Eiler, even Albert Eiler, who is very out there. I've never shown you Albert Eiler. Yeah, I, I did. Albert, all <laughs> I did, Albert I did, I did. Eiler. Um, he has some very interesting stuff, but I can't listen to it for too long. But the free jazz that exists kind of nowadays, <laughs> where it's swap, yes. completely without any, it's just, it's just, <laughs> it's just what people nowadays would say is jazz, um, but it's just free jazz. God, I hate Kid Rock. I hate my chat. I, my mods sometimes, man. And Kid Rock is horrible. No, but it's it's Sarah Jazz is secretly Tupac in disguise. Very That's true. true. That's true. true. It's true. Oh my God! Now everyone's pacing it. Thanks, thanks, guys. I appreciate this. No, uh, we can't play covers. You can't play covers anymore because then you can't leave the vod up on Twitch. So oh, just I, do a jazz standard. You're fine. Nobody cares. Jazz, about jazz. I don't think anyone cares Nobody about. But I'm cares. just saying in general, you, do you can't some, do that with the DMC. Just don't rule. do stuff like autumn leaves, but do something like I don't what know. The hell some, is autumn leaves. Do something like confirmation or Kid Rock is. Oh, body and soul. Not like nobody's gonna no. do anything. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yes, I, I I think that that is. I think more people need to focus more on songwriting. But I don't think a lot of people do. And I think that's why you end up in the situation where it's like, even if you go back in time, it's like you just had the hit makers. You had your Barry Gordy's. You had your, you had your, um, why am I forgetting his freaking name? Quincy Jones. You had all the people that, shut up, Underslop. <laughs> but anyway, no. And so you had your hit makers. God, my chat, man. They're too much like me, okay? They know I don't like it, so they're just poking the bear. That's what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Sarah Jazz told me this morning that I look like a panda bear. <laughs> you do. <laughs> and sometimes you sit on the on the bed, and you have your and you have your legs crossed, and then you have like your you're like hunched over, and you have your, your <laughs> he's like sitting like this basically. <laughs> Like sitting like this on the bed. Please don't knock over everything in the like, studio. He's like slouched over and he has his, his little hands between his, his My legs. little hands? Yes. What? And it like, this <laughs> looks so funny. And you look from the side, you look like a panda bear. You know how panda bears sit like that? That's no, you. I don't. I That's don't know you that. You look like a panda bear sometimes. You look like a panda bear sometimes. <laughs> oh my God, that's horrible. 
Kid Rock wins. Silence feels cringe. Kid. God. I cannot stand <laughs> Kid Rock. Stop it. What's sad is like most of the music that was popular that was coming out of Detroit when I was in like high school. <laughs> most of the music that You're was popular when I was coming out of high school and things like that was music I couldn't stand. There was a lot of good music coming out of Detroit and Windsor and a lot of great alternative music and stuff. But what what I actually saw Immortal in concert. I saw Immortal in concert in Pittsburgh with uh, we were just talking about my friend today who actually made me go to that show because he was interested in a girl that lived in Pittsburgh. Oh, and we went and saw them in concert. Was it good? Yes. Actually, you know what I love? I'm not a okay. I'm not a huge fan of like death metal or black metal music, but I actually quite enjoy going to death metal or black metal shows. And the reason is, oh, it, is the that people. The people yeah, are awesome. The people are awesome. Like the crowds metal, are cool. Metal concerts are like if you've never been to a metal concert, you have yes, to go. If you it's like, awesome. if you like chaotic and like cool crowds and audiences, you will love metal con like I love metal concerts because of the audience. Like yeah. being in the audience it has like a different type of energy. While obviously like any like dance a dance crowd is different, a hip hop crowd is different, jazz crowd is different. like metal has just its own, you know, just flavor. I really like Yeah, metal, metal. crowds are awesome. The people mm -hmm. at metal shows are awesome and you don't tend to run into a lot of assholes I, like you do I at actually ask myself because you hate country you say right and i have i don't been, hate all I i'm sure there's country part song i of like a, of a of a you know what i will tell a, you of a, a country band yeah i would have hated it we already talked about and this. yeah would you have hated it we were probably, like 13 yeah. people i was yeah, uh, um was the only woman and there was a slide guitarist um and there was also guitar. a banjo player that always came from i don't remember did he come from texas or something i don't know but he came like every few months he came to to Munich and he would play with the band and stuff. He was a banjo player. He was like insanely good too. Yeah. Um. And uh, you probably would have hated. The... I don't like the sound of the slide guitar. Alan Jackson for president. Why does my chat hate me today? What is this about? I will say. Oh, I like in a London. You do sell them for free. That's awesome. I like. I like. Uh, I, I like there are some country sounding songs that I like like the most the first one that I just thought of when you said Because uh, I'm sure there's songs that I would like like heavier songs or songs with more of that There's the, some songs by Bill, Willie Nelson or something that are not bad no, you know? I, I, I'm not a fan of Willie Nelson, but I don't mind some Johnny Cash Although I think Johnny Cash is very played Johnny out Cash is like is more like rock country kind of yeah which i prefer that country country you know but i like um dog died the deer hunter the deer feet. hunter has a song off of their album called the most cursed of hands which is a country song basically straight up and that song is amazing and that's a basically a straight up country song it has banjo it has like the whole thing is a country melody if you guys haven't listened to it it's an awesome have song. you ever listened to the song seven spanish angels no what is i that? love that song so much and it's by william nelson and even even um Hold on. Um, Ray Charles I, sang it with I'm him. just giving the call. I do see Leah went live on her channel. I don't see you in the chat, but we're getting ready to, to bring on Leah. So jump in that chat with your uh, camera and mic off when you can. Anyway, continue. But Willie Seven Nelson. Spanish Angels is a beautiful song, for example. Never it's heard of so it. It's so country, though. It's so it's country. It's so country. Yeah. Um, and so there's girl. a lot of... I like a lot of country songs. I also thought for the longest time I didn't like country. Then I started... 
being in a country band <laughs> that's yeah. a, the best right you get you get booked for a, a band in a genre you you thought you hate and then you start liking it and i used to sing also like very like um obnoxious songs you know obnoxious whammon songs yes yeah or like, like spanish sp or like spanish mixed with american country yeah you know those yeah, yeah. I'm sure that there's country I would like to, I'm sure there's something in every genre that if I dug enough and I were looking for it, I would like it. Like, there are definitely things that I like. As I said, just thinking about that, there are some Elton John songs that I can think of that are kind of country-ish sounding that I like. Um, yeah, and I would imagine that if I were to like country, I would probably like the older... Because uh, now country music is just pop, basically. It's just all pop music. Um, and so that is... Okay, Lee's here. Cool. I just wanted to make sure. So um, I see her. Thank you for jumping what in. What is your favorite Journey song? I hate Journey. But if I have to pick... I don't like Journey. This is a this is why Chad is all over me about Journey. I think Journey is horrible and overrated. Um, I also agree. Dolly Parton is awesome. So yeah, Dar Dolly, Dolly is awesome. Is awesome. So, and Dolly has great songs, too. German so country is like, is like folk. Polka, basically. Yeah, it's, it's polka. like polk... It, Polka German polka. country is kind of like polka, but also mariachi. I felt I I, I found mariachi out. has a ton of country influence yeah. in it when we were listening. But to it, it's yeah. uh, but we didn't do German uh, uh, country. We do, it was a Western saloon, you know. You're a Western saloon. Yeah, it was American. Like oh, you you had they had such good burgers, dude. Mm. <laughs> nice. Oh, I I didn't turn on. Yeah, because I have no audio on. That's that's helpful. That's yeah. helpful that I did that. Sorry. There you go. I don't know. Don't why stop I did that. believing. It no, my, if Silence I have to, if I have to pick, no, if I have to pick, uh, if I have to pick a Journey so song, so the song that I'm gonna pick is "Wheel in the Sky." I don't like Journey, but if I'm gonna pick something, it's gonna be "Wheel in the Sky." So that'll be that'll be the song that I that I pick for Journey. If I'm if I have to listen to a Journey song. If I have to listen to fucking Don't Stop Believing or Lights I hate that song so or uh, Someday Love Will Find You, uh, if I have to listen to any of those songs again, I, I've i had enough. And who gets thrown into the sun, Kid Rock or Journey? Kid Rock. That's a, that's an easy choice. Kid Rock, is, Kid Rock is far, far worse than Journey. Like, I don't like Journey and they make me angry, but Kid Rock is just a scourge on humanity. Not only is he a horrible musician and, and all that stuff... But he is a goddamn scourge on humanity. He's not... There, he is a plague on all of your houses, this man, Terrible. Kid Rock. But anyway, Terrible. hopefully Leah's hearing us now. I think I fixed my issue over there that we didn't have sound. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to present Leah Meneker. She's coming on. I'm just waiting to make sure that she goes live before I switch over to her. And there she goes. Ladies and gentlemen, where's my crowd? Leah Meneker! Hold on. I have her muted. Let me fix it. Let me fix it. She's muted. Fixed. Huh? Hold on. Still not getting sound. One second. What happened? What happened? Fix it. We can't hear her. Hold on. Always fun. Always exciting. Always the best. Why is it not working? Here. No, that should do 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 This is my issue with my sound card. Shh, just mime her songs. 
That'll work. Hold on. No! Of course it's not working. Yes, just please. <laughs> Hold on. And the worst part about this, of course. Of co Did you just bang into the mixer? Hold on. I can't hear her. Why can't I hear her? Hold on. Let's refresh. Desktop audio? Des now I'm hearing the ad. You're hearing it though. Hold on. Shush. Oh, I know what it is. I think I know what it is. Hold on. Shoot. Oh, you can't hear her live also on her channel? Okay. Oh. Hold on. Yes. I can hear you now. Hold on one second. What's her channel? Post her channel in the chat real quick. And why is it not letting me change the audio source? This is the fun part of dealing with audio interface issues. For some reason, NDI is not letting me change her audio source. There we go. I got it now. And... channel. Now I just need to fix it on my side, which is almost there. I'm almost there. Yes, you can hear both. Jump over to her channel real quick and I will get this resolved on our side. Go ahead and start. tune that I cooked up just for you all today. So thanks for joining me. Super excited to play. And let's start. This is a song called Push Pull that I wrote. I'm thinking it's about time to toss the gloves and call you out. I'm gonna call you. So I will. I won't call you. I'm feeling like a fool with this push pull. You find it free and feed the fire rolling down. You're running faster than I'm falling. I know, I know. Just forget it. I know. Huh. Your head is snapped on sideways, but your mouth is zip shut. So what? So what? It ain't what I You don't feel, but under layer after messed up layers, loving so you and I both know is real. Cause I know, I know oh, 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 that 
Didn't expect that voice. That's so. Thank you, Understaff. Thank you, everyone, for all the love. Um, that's so funny because people in my stream they're like, "You're like a librarian." But then, yeah, I'm like, "So not that librarians can't have soul. You definitely can." Um, all right. Uh, I'm gonna go into this uh, again. I did this just for y'all for today. So let's see how this goes. A soulful librarian. That should be my, my new artist name. <laughs> all right, let's see. Make sure I do all the things. Transpose, do, do, do. Auto scroll, all right. So this is 
the song that all the 90s kids wish they had in the 90s, I guess. A little in sync for ya. Oh, 
thanks so much, Ken. I appreciate it. Um, I've actually been doing a lot, a lot of production lately, which is why I haven't been on Twitch as much as I've liked to be. Um, <laughs> I like the fact that you look like you're loving it. Um, thank you all. Um, it's so good to be here with you and to play again. I haven't been on Twitch in a minute. Um, I do still stream though, and I will do a lot more streaming um, come this summer, come these next few months. So. All right, I'm gonna finish off with one um, last original. This is a song, so on my stream sometimes I do, um, thank you so much for the cheers, uh, Northbound Matt. Um, I do um, these like little loops on the fly and the cool part is they've been turning into songs. So this last song I released in January called Bubble about this weird freaking bubble of a pandemic um, was from a Twitch stream originally. So, um, all right, here we go, Bubble. Sure, I'm in the right key, the right setting. Uh, Wrong one. Living in day. 
Thank you guys. This was so fun. So many. What an amazing performance, first of all. So I'm so excited to talk to Leah in a second while she gets ready. But let's talk about the Music Exposed Bulletin Board, and Sarah can sit here and be like, ooh, ah, react to this. For those of you who don't know what the Music Exposed Bulletin Board is, or you're new to this show, every single show, we talk about the latest streamer releases um, and latest streamer announcements. So if you have new music, or your favorite streamer has new music, or a new release coming up, or like Leah mentioned, she's going to have a new release coming up this summer, Please let us know. We try to promote as many people as we possibly can to let people in our audience and, and who listen to this podcast and watch the replay on YouTube. All of you so that you know about the latest releases of songs so that you can get those right away. And we have some amazing ones this week. And thank you to all of you, as always, who helped send me new releases. I can't watch her. I can't talk with her doing this in the background. It just drives me too crazy. So... But anyway, conti no, continue. You don't have to stop. This is her. She's like a bad sign language interpreter. I love it. So when you have new releases or your favorite streamer has new releases or you have announcements that you need us to know about, please let me know. Uh, Ken at musicexposed.show um, or it's Ken at thesilencenoise.com. Uh, musicexposed.show has all these releases that we have here. So let me um, put this link in here since I wasn't prepared for it. But please check out the bulletin board. It's super important to be able to check out these new releases. And let's talk about what we have this week. So we have a new release, finally, from Lunar Tides. They just dropped their new EP that's called Breach the Horizon. And actually, they got huge news. Uh, their side, or, um, Lucas's other band, The Science Of, is now opening for Crobot on their upcoming tour. So The Science Of is going on tour with them. So Lunar Tides, after this release, will be quiet for a little bit since that tour is going to be happening which is super excited for them. But you have, if you have not listened to their new EP, Breach the Horizon, it's freaking awesome. Please go check them out. Lunar Tides is a huge supporter of this channel, so make sure you check out that new release, and the DistroKid link is there on all the streaming services. Shauna Nina, who is another friend of ours, she actually has two channels now, one that's in English and one that's in Dutch, just dropped her new single, which is very conveniently called Out Now. So Out Now, again, is on all of the streaming services. One vs. Zero just dropped a new performance album that has a title that I cannot repeat. It's like N asterisk L Y parenthesis V I N. I'm going to paste this in here. 
because that's what this is. But One Versus Zero just dropped their brand new, uh, brand new performance album that is available there. So make sure that you check that out on their Bandcamp. Raina Mystique, uh, another friend of the show, she's been a guest on the show before, just dropped her new single. It's called Hold. Um, I posted the YouTube that we have up there. Um, so that is available. Check that out. Scene of Action actually just dropped his brand new video, which is called A New Beginning. And he has a new album that goes with it that's called Feel. So Scene of Action is obviously a huge inspiration for a lot of music streamers. And I, I love how serious Sarah takes this. What, I'm, doing, I'm doing the goat for Scene, for of, scene Action. of Action. For Scene of Action, he's the goat. Oh, okay. Yes. So that, that apparently is what Scene of Action is like. No, you have to put on sunglasses for him. Like, that's oh, the thing, right? Here, you can... Ones. These are dirty. No, the red ones. The red, the red ones are orange. No. Because orange. No, the, he has... Scene of Action is orange. He wears regular sunglasses with orange on it. But anyway. Exactly. So Scene of Action has a new single out called A New Beginning. Uh, Jordan Lane just dropped a new single that's called Mirrors, which is available on all the streaming services. The DistroKid link is on our site. Chase Davidson, as I mentioned, who's kind of out of cheat code right now um, because he drops new singles every single week, dropped his video for Just Be Here. He dropped that in my Discord, but we've got that up there as well. And then two announcements that are music-related but not new song releases. Thomas Frank, a.k.a. Potato Frank, Thomas Frank 93, is now offering private lessons, private guitar lessons and, and uh, music lessons. So if you want to learn how to do this or you want to be a future guest on the show, and you want to get better, and you want to learn from Satan how to play guitar, trade your soul from that, Thomas Frank is now offering guitar lessons. Send him a DM on his Twitter, and I posted his flyer on the bulletin board. And then finally, Sunfire TV is also now offering music lessons. She's offering drum lessons on her stream. So if you don't know Sun, she's an incredible drummer, mostly does uh, at onlyfarmers.com slash True. And then Sunfire is offering drum lessons. She's offering those through her Patreon. So if you're at her $30 a month Patreon level at patreon.com slash sunfiretv, then you can get those lessons. So this bulletin board is amazing. Lunar Tides, Shauna Nina, One vs. Zero, Raina Mystique, Scene of Action, Jordan Lane, Chase Davidson, Thomas Frank, Sunfire TV. That is your Music Exposed bulletin board. Hooray. Hooray. Yes. Thank you so much. And then Leah, it looks like she's still... Hold on, I don't have her visible yet over here. But let's see if she's jumped on. She can turn on her camera and mic. What an amazing performance for those of you yes, that watched on her channel. I, I got it solved on our channel last minute. It was like last minute because my NDI wasn't responding. You could see me struggling with it on yeah. screen. I don't know why it wasn't working, but that doesn't matter now because we have the amazing Leah Meneker. Leah! And she's got to change her sound real quick. She's figuring it out. No, Hi. I wanted to make sure you could you could see me and everything. Hi. Hi. How are you? She's super super low. You're super low. Oh, no, I'm it's probably just on your side. I can't turn it up. So oh. You'll just have to. She's oh, okay on our so end. It's my oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Okay. We're anyway. Good. We're good. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. We're as good. Thank you so much for that. But so, Leo. First of all, what an amazing performance. Yes, that was awesome. Thank that was incredible. You. And for those of you who hadn't followed her again, exclamation mark guest in the chat. And if you're watching this on the replay or you're listening to the podcast, twitch.tv slash Leah Meneker, all of that will be in the show notes. So you can go find her stuff. So the first place I wanted to go, because you told the story a little bit, and it was the first thing that jumped out to me, is you mentioned that Bubble, the song you performed last, was something that you wrote on stream. So talk about the process of how that came to be. Um, was it something that you pretty much immediately knew that you were onto something or was it something that happened over multiple streams or just tell us a little bit about what the process of writing that song was like? 
So <laughs> I laugh because if anyone who usually um, is on my stream is, is in here, like sometimes they're a complete fail um, and sometimes they're not. But usually I just kind of throw on like some, like a drum uh, sample and I, um, or I guess I should say like a VST and I try to play around with it and just kind of play whatever feels good and then I set something. That's what happened with Bubble and what usually happens when I do these kind of looping things on my stream. Um, and I create a loop and then so I have the drum and then I play around with like some kind of chord situation. Um, like, oh, that's cool. And then I add it on. It's very improv-y, very much like I have no idea what this is going to be about, what it's going to sound like, or if, if we're even going to like it, but like, let's just go for the ride. Um, and then usually I ask the chat, like, what, um, what do you want this to be about? I don't remember how that one came about. Maybe it was, it was like at the start of COVID. So I was like, yeah. um, like, this is some weird bubble. Are we allowed to curse on this stream? Yeah, of, of course. course. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I wish I should add it's that. called music exposed. So yeah. I understand. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, we're like this weird ass bubble we're all in. Like, let's just do that. Um, so usually it, it's just like a loop. So, um, it's got a cool groove and we like, with help from the chat, like different lyrics they can throw out. Um, I don't know if Leaked Wisdom is still tuning in, but he likes to make me rap, <laughs> which I'm yes, really not yes. great at. But um, and then usually I save them, and I I um, I have like 20, which is really fun because it's like I'm not struggling to write music because I have all these crazy loops, and I use that loop as like the chorus usually, and then I try to form things in between it. I usually re-record things because on the fly it was, you know, maybe not as, as what I wanted or, um, but, and then I end up creating a song and actually bubble on my Patreon, I did like a whole series of like taking people through as I wrote the song, which is kind of cool. So okay. if people are interested, they can kind of go there and check it out. Oh, that's nice. awesome. Nice. Yeah, it was really so fun. First of all, thank you so much, Underslop, for the tier two. Yes, and I actually so have much. a question. Um, I have questions that relate to this topic, but I feel like those are questions. Um, you were mentioning that you have the librarian look. And I want to <laughs> know, um, is that something you consciously um, have as an image? Or are you working on that? Or like, just tell... Are you are you like the type that goes on stage and is like, hi, I'm I'm little I'm little librarian, and then you're like, <laughs> that's so funny you ask that because I've like spent so much time. Not that I there's anything wrong with librarians, but like clearly like the, my music doesn't like it's not like folky and like quiet or, or whatever you would like the typical thing you would stereotypically think of. Yeah, but it's just like how I naturally come across and whatever I do. Like I got new glasses to try to like make them different and they're like you still look like a librarian yeah. so i try to th this is really kind of lame but i try to be like maybe if i wear a cheetah shirt then like <laughs> i'll be like like more like like less like yeah. You're more and like i just a raw, raw librarian right now. yes i'm a raw librarian yes yeah i mean usually my personality people are like you're like daria like i just kind of am monotone and like i don't know that's so i'm a mix of a weird things daria <laughs> librarian and cheetah <laughs> do you feel because of that it surprises people like obviously you brought it up do you feel like you surprise people when you bust out and you bring all that soul to the music or do you just feel like it's part of what you do and and it just comes out right away 
Uh, I hear that a lot that people are like, whoa, I didn't expect that. I think it's because I'm, I'm not as, I'm not as good at talking as I am at singing, I guess. Yeah. Um, but like, I just am more awkward or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. but I have like tried for a really long time to like consciously change, change the brand enough that like sometimes I'm like, oh, that's why I don't see maybe the numbers I want on like, whether it's Twitch or uh, Spotify or whatever. But some of my friends have been like, just to own it. Like you're just, that's what you are. Don't try yes, to change it. So that's what I am. <laughs> do you feel, um, do you, do you perform or before COVID? Did you perform a lot? You know, before COVID, I, that's when I started, I started Twitch like five months before COVID. Um, yeah. and yeah. Oh, right because... around the same time I did. So yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And it was because, in in philly um a lot of the venues are like like they want a like a rock band or a, like a loud bar it's a loud bar or they want something with a lot of energy and you know it's when i have some tracks to like play around with in my studio it's easy but it, like the mellow vibe i bring was just really hard to find venues for so I was yeah. like, why don't i just make my own venue and and then it was great um because no one cared on Twitch. It's like, well, that's yeah. what you want. Yeah. Like, cool. That's what I was going to ask. Like, yeah. if, if on stage people have the same reaction, they're like, oh, you know, another singer-songwriter, and then you bust out your voice and your and songs, like, Damn. and everybody's like, okay, Which that was, uh, that was honestly my reaction to you when I first watched your videos, when I first got... You come when you first requested to come on the show, and I went and watched it. I was like, "Damn!" And then watching it again, I had the oh. same reaction. So I love that oh, about you as yeah. a performer. I'm like, "Man, she really brings it." Thank you. Um, yeah, I guess it's hard to say because a lot of the venues I've played, which actually now COVID has been a time where I've like really thought of being, you know, not saying no to things because I was like, "I'll play at every gig and every opportunity," and yeah. then it was like no one's listening because they don't want, like they, they want to just have fun. Like they don't want, yeah. they're not into like listening to the music. So it's hard to say what people's reaction has been, but when I have like the right yeah. venue, um, yes, I feel like, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's I, so I interesting feel, that you yeah. bring that up about Philly because mm-hmm. I, I imagine that that is not the case in a lot of other markets. I don't know how often you get out of Philly, but that feels like, out west, out here where I'm located, mm-hmm. your type of project would play almost everywhere. Like, it's way yeah. more popular here. But as you said, like, Midwest, Rust Belt, that kind of area. Because I grew up in Detroit. So for mm-hmm. me, totally makes sense. Like, that energy is there. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, Philly has a lot of, like, they love soul music. So in some yes. ways, it's it's good. But for live performance, it's tough. I, but I will say when I performed out West, that was my greatest audience. It's funny yeah. you say that. Like, they were so nice to you. They were like, do you have anywhere to stay tonight? Like, do you, you know, um, <laughs> come back. We'll like, you know, we'll do a house concert with you and our friends. And like, everyone was just so, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Do you feel like there's a lot of, obviously there's the soul music that's in there. I wanted to ask about that. What would you say are your biggest influences or the things that you've thought about the most um, as you were writing music and putting things together? Um, Yeah, well, it's changed a little bit over the years. Um, Originally, um, I would say a lot of like old jazz, like um, Nina Simone, um, Ella Fitzgerald. Like I grew up actually in in musical theater originally. So um, 
Yeah, so like a lot of the standards kind of feel um, that was the originally like a lot of my influence. And then Amy Winehouse has been a big one. Um, yeah, I can definitely then, hear a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, thank you. Yeah. I see that as a compliment. And then I would say electronically, um, I don't know if you know Sohn S O H N, um, but Sohn and no. um, he's he's amazing. His production is out of this world. Um, he's been a big one, even like Bjork. I just like, I like weird stuff. I like, yeah. I like, you know, not doing the typical, you know, thing you hear in everyday pop music. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Go ahead, Sarah. Um, so I have, we noticed your sound design. Um, yes. that was really nice. I really like the roads that you use. I mean, obviously that's very jazz influenced. Um, do you do that sound design, you know, with the chorus and, you know, coming in at the right moment and all of that? Do you do that on stage too? Um, by sound design, like, um, like using that specific sound in the instrument? Yeah, the roads, yeah, the, the roads sounded amazing. But what I was also drawn to, I brought this up even in your chat, the production in general yeah. and like a lot of the sparkle that you chose and flourishes that you chose and, and, and just production elements that you had going on really stand out and make the songs more interesting. Um, and then obviously so she noticed the roads, the roads tone for yeah, your if, keyboard. If, yeah. if all of that is something that you also do on stage. Got it. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much. Cause I've really been produced, like excited about producing only in the past couple of years. So yeah, I appreciate that. Um, but it depends on the show. Um, it's kind of hard because I feel like I'm cheating sometimes um, in like a live setting. It's like they want to hear everything like 100% done there. Yeah. And yeah. so it depends like, um, yeah, sometimes I'll use like, I, I like a drum. Sometimes I'll add like some kind of, I'll, I'll a lot of times I'll like pare it down. Like I'll, um, I, I have a show um, next week with a guitar player. So it adds a little bit more energy. And then we're just ha keeping like the bass and the, um, the drama bubble. Um, so I try not to, but I also want it to be fun and like sound good. So it depends yeah. on the venue. I don't think, yeah, but, I feel like yeah. this is something I actually, my sister is a professional stage manager and lighting designer and does all that kind of stuff. And uh, it, this obviously is a controversy amongst a lot of musicians, but I personally don't think track is a bad thing. I know no. these days, these days, almost every professional act has it. Yes. It is so right. common to have track these days. So I can understand that there's a bit of stigma around it, but at the same time, you can get so much more out of a performance if you have it. So I, don't I mean, it depends what right. you sell. Like if you're alone, then I feel like it makes sense to have a little bit of track, you know, yeah. but then mm. there's bands, for example, I was very, very, very disappointed by um, Caravan Palace live because they're, they're so much worse live. And okay. um, they like sell this, you know, we play with instruments and stuff. And then it's like one mm. one trumpet, but you hear a full horn section. Right. And it's like, what are you doing? You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you have enough money to hire a full horn section and actually give the people, you know, the the right, you know. The, and obviously they have a DJ or like a synth person in the background mm -hmm. because they do a lot yeah. of like swing electro or electro swing or whatever. Um, but that, that, for example, there is where I, for, I, for example, think, oh, this is, this is shitty, you know, but then when it's yeah. just a three man band or a one man band, um, I feel like it's kind of expected and it makes the, the, the music so much better because just one yeah. person with a guitar or a, 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 
a synth, one synth, you know, on their keyboard singing becomes a little boring. So I feel like tracks are, you know, we got to kind of yeah. lose that, that stigma with yeah, the tracks. Unless yeah. it's a band that sells. You know, I agree. I agree. I'm trying to incorporate more like live looping, but it's just like I, I saw, like I heard you were saying in um, earlier in, in the show, like, you know, focusing on the songwriting. And that's what I find that like, once you focus on all the things, you're like, I don't have time to create a looping arrangement right now. Like, I'm of, just course, doing, yeah. like of course, you're like, you're doing so much. You're just like, in a lot of these songs, like how I told you, they start, they, they're produced before I like, I don't write them on the piano. So I have to like figure out how am I going to play this live? Like, right. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, and you have Ableton for that reason, which I, I, I know a lot of people, I haven't personally messed with Ableton a ton. I wanted to ask about that because obviously mm-hmm. Ableton, you have a launch pad that seems pretty integrated into your process. How long have you been working in Ableton? And do you feel like it's been a good tool for your creativity and your songwriting? Because um, you mentioned mm-hmm. you've been writing from live loops or saving things and doing that. So how, how do you feel about that and how it's augmented your process? Yeah, so I know every everyone's different and it can be very overwhelming when you like open up a doll for the first time and stuff. But since I got Ableton, which was now four years, four or five, four years ago, I, I have been more creative than ever in my life um, because I stopped. And actually, I'm now at a time where I want to kind of get back to like writing on the piano. But I stopped. I had like basically a jillion instruments to help me. Um, it's, it's like its own instrument in a way, you know, like you're, yes, you're exploring sure. in a different way. And so like, I'm not a drummer, but like hearing a beat and like playing around with that would inspire something else. And so it's, it's freed me up to not think about like theory or like what things should sound like and yes. to just kind of play. And, um, as a result, um, I mean, it's also taught me how to produce. Like I don't, I don't have to pay other people or rely on other people as much to, yeah. Like create a song and it's just it's just fun honestly i think yeah. anyone who's considered Agreed. getting a daw like i don't know do you i don't know if you two use a daw or have ableton or what you use i do but, yes i do use a daw mm, mm-hmm. i use, use I, I use reaper personally um oh, and mostly just because i've always worked in daws that were that style i started in mm-hmm. cool edit which is years and years ago and just progressed mm-hmm. through and so i always wanted something that worked more like a tape machine basically mm-hmm. and the i do i have been very curious about ableton but also i don't as sarah mentioned earlier i don't write that way so it's not great mm-hmm. for me because i don't think in loops i think in layers and sections yeah. so mm-hmm. it's it's harder for me and that's where i'm so fast in reaper now that i don't know mm-hmm. that i would ever leave it but i'm very 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 interested in live looping as well but it's also not my strength and then you use a couple of different DAWs. You've been playing with Reaper lately, but talk about what you used to. Yeah, I I um I used all types. I mean I started using non DAWs like I, I started non-DAWs. just using sheet 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 stuff like MuseScore and stuff like that. Yeah. Which, you know, does nothing production wise. But uh <laughs> yeah. but then I found then I was very interested in Cubase and stuff like that, but they're so expensive. Um yeah. that Ableton that I, is quite is quite pricey yeah, unless you catch like, it on Cubase sale. Cubase is like insane, dude. It's yeah. fucking stupid but ableton mm-hmm. also comes with everything you need if you get ableton yeah. and you invest in it ableton comes with everything you need it has yeah. the sounds it has the plugins it has yeah. you basically could just work off of core ableton yeah. and i know a lot of musicians that do that i didn't ask this about you but do you mostly work in core ableton or do you have other plugins or things that you use um 
Let me think about that. I, I do like a little bit of both. I mean, I, I use um, recently like uh, the, the holiday sale. I took advantage of that new, the neutron element isotope. They have like yes. a whole bundle of stuff. I use isotope stuff. for everything. So I love isotope I, stuff. I, I'm new to it. I, I still don't know how to master. I'm still, I, I don't know if sure. I'll ever learn how to master, but um, it's changed a lot um, for me. So I use that and uh yeah i use a lot of times i use the like you mentioned the roads that's just this um this nord this keyboard's amazing and yeah yeah nords yeah, have awesome roads nords are sounds. awesome yeah yeah and they have they have some sounds like i'll use sounds in here for bass and um and stuff but yeah i i, I use kind of a mix of everything um yeah and from your sound like even just listening to the production side of your sound just mm -hmm. speaking from experience at least from my experience, and a lot of people will tell you different, but it sounds like we have kind of similar paths to get to where we get. Mastering is really kind of like the final opinion, and it's mostly about volume and making your making your track like commercially similar volume or similar to other tracks. And any just final touches, you know, so for me, the mastering phase normally after you finish the, because you want to get the mix as close as you possibly can to that level. And normally the only mm -hmm. thing that you're kind of leaving is the, is the volume matching to commercial tracks and then just listening to it on various systems because mm -hmm. obviously doing the car test or doing the crappy Bluetooth speaker test or I have a bunch of different listening environments where I'll go and listen to the track mm -hmm. and I'll be like, hey, what stands out here and just final notes. Mastering is just that you've kind of spent a few extra days with the track. Ideally, if possible, this is where mastering engineer is valuable if they have a different listening environment and, and it's designed for that and it's specific to, you know, listening in that environment. It's basically just a professional second opinion. So if you're using a mastering engineer, that's what it's doing. But other than that, this is where I do really like the, um, the, the isotope tools. And again, a lot of people who are traditionalists will bitch about these things because Isotope has the automation and they have the stuff that's like mastering assistant and it'll get you like 90% of the way there. It is never as good as having a second opinion. If you can get a professional, obviously that's great, but I could never afford that. And for me, it was like, I don't make enough off my music or it's not going to enough ears for me to, to do that. Like I would love to do that eventually because I think it's good for that. But Isotope will get you just with their presets will get you like 80% of the way there. And then everything else is just kind of your personal preference. So it's amazing for that stuff. It really is. I'd, I'd love to learn it eventually. For now, yeah. I have a another another woman in Philly who I know in the music scene, and we're kind of we kind of help each other out. And I use her, and she's I mean she's very affordable because she's kind of like a DIY, you know. Yeah, and I love that too. Like for me, mm -hmm. I, one of the first things. Sarah and I joke about this all the time. When I have a new song, I'm a person that I need to have a small group of people that are around me that I can send it to immediately. <laughs> that I'm like, give me immediate feedback on this thing because yeah. I'm. So that's at the time when I'm like super hyped and super interested in it. And I know that it's not going to get released to the public for months, maybe even a year or more. Like it's going to sit wherever it's going to sit. And I'm like, but I need the feedback now. Like I need the person to tell me. Does it sound good? Do they like it? Is it wherever? And normally by the time I'm at that point, it's good. And, and I think anybody that can do that, it's awesome because just getting somebody to listen to it in whatever their environment is and give you whatever opinion. But that said, there is a downside to that because sometimes you'll get like 10 different opinions on what's going on. And people will really rely on other people. 
Oh my it's god, only... Northbound Matt is calling for the feedback jingle. I haven't played that in forever. Hold on. I have to pl I have to take the break to play the feedback jingle. Is it still in here? Where is it? Where is it? I have not played that in forever. Did I take it out? Ah, here it is. I have not played that one in forever because I haven't done song feedback in like two years. So that I have is... to listen back because I couldn't hear it on my end. Yes, but I, have to I know back. the it's routing is a lot. I'm just telling. If you, you if lot. you were listening to Discovery when you rated the channel, it's in the first. I don't know why this happened. Why did all of my channel, my little channel jingles outside of the giant choir ones and the stupid things? Our weird disco for some reason, like weird disco, is where yeah, I always end you up. You are very EDM influenced. I don't know why that is. Like weird Discovery disco. is a weird disco song. The Music Exposed theme is a weird disco song. That's weird disco. So I, don't, I, don't I have know. I have another question. Yeah. Um, what are your plans in terms of music after now that you know the world is opening up slowly again? You know after COVID, do you mm -hmm. have any? Any big projects, or do you have any plans for you know the outside world, or are you like, well, Twitch is so amazing, I'm just gonna stick to Twitch. Yes, um, but side note, by the way, I'm really proud of my ability to fit into this sitting girl image that you yes. put me in. <laughs> I've been I'm like, at I, chat. I haven't moved because I'm like, it looks so perfect in Lila. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, so. It's hard because I I like I like performing a lot, but I I love producing so much too. Yes. Um, so I'm I'm I would like to balance it off. Um, I've got so many songs um, in the works, one two completely done, and I'm just trying to like rack up enough to release them, you know, within a good amount of time from each other. Um, so so I'd like to just keep producing for other people too. Um, I produce for other oh, nice. people. Um, yeah, I love it. So fun. Um, and then playing on Twitch balanced with, um, I've been playing live. People have been asking me, which is awesome, but I haven't, I don't know if I'll really be looking for live gigs right now. Um, sure. if people ask me, I, I I'll play, but, um, I'm like, I'm enjoying just being like with all these things around me in the studio and being able to like yes. do what I want without, I'm like, why, why sh like schlep everything and like dr <laughs> drive, yeah. Yeah. have to be there a half hour early and blah, blah. But you know, it's good to like, I also, I will do it to some extent because it is nice to play in front of people and have that energy. Yeah. Um, but, but it won't be my focus. Yeah. I think totally in here. So I want to ask about that. So. How did, so obviously you mentioned you started on Twitch and started performing a few months mm -hmm. before COVID hit. So what inspired you to start doing Twitch and how have you found like, um, you know, building a community and how has that process kind of worked out for you? Um, yeah, so I started, I don't know if you all know Searsha Music. I do, um, yes. Yeah, so she and I knew each other when I lived in Atlanta and I went back there to do a gig with her 
and um, she's like, you have to join Twitch. I started, it's amazing. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna give this a shot. Um, so it was her that um, convinced me. And the fact that I just always felt like I didn't find my my people. I was like, I know sure. I have something to offer and I, I wanna find my people. And so it was amazing um, to not have to cater to like some venue that like, you know, to just do what I basically do what I want in the corner yeah, of, course. of my room. <laughs> you all know, you know how it yes. is. Um, so I'll be completely honest. It's tough because I am somebody that loves to stream and loves to perform, but needs like a break regularly. Yes. So mm -hmm. it's yes. hard. It's hard. It got hard because I did it three times a week and gained a little following, but then, you know, I wasn't streaming as much. Um, right. And and so it's it's been hard to get this. This is really helpful to, to yes. be on here. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, so it's been hard to maintain a community, but um, but I love it when I'm on there. I mean, it's just like just hanging with people and you know feeling all, from all over the world. That is the coolest part, I think. Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah. Do you ever find? And this is I'm curious to hear this because you mentioned you're also someone that likes to take a break every once in a while and, and consistency is so important on Twitch oh, because it feels mm. like, you know, we just took a, we had to take a break because the internet mm. where we were in Mexico wasn't allowing us to stream really. And so we didn't have a choice. And obviously that hurts you when you come back. It hurts mm. uh, not just from a, from an income perspective, but also from a community perspective because people find somebody mm. new. But do you also sometimes find, because you mentioned you do a lot of looping and creative stuff on your stream, but have you ever found those two things at odds where it's like, I want to do studio time and I want to be creative, but when I'm on Twitch, I'm performing and I'm focused on the audience. Do you ever have, mm. uh, is that challenging to balance for you? Or do you find that it's easy to just go like, all right, this stream, I'm in creative mode and I'm focused on the material and this, and then these streams are, I'm in performance mode. Or is that a balancing act for you as well? In a way, it it's tricky, but I think the I think what's really tricky is not balancing them, but more not worrying that like are people having a good time? Oh my god, one person left. Oh my god, I had to like hide the count because I'm like yeah, we do yeah. that too. Yes, <laughs> I, I'm just like I'm like oh my god, I'm boring because I'm like you know I'm not like you have so many like really fun higher energy people on Twitch and I'm like hey this is me like every time you know <laughs> I'm like that's like all I got. Um, one time I did try to do like a, a a spinning wheel where like if you land on a certain one I have to take a lemon shot and I took like ten lemon shots at one stream. <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing this again. <laughs> um, but so I think it's more that I do. I do find like staring at a screen and like, you know, not like I'm a very introverted person. So, I mean, I can totally open up on a stream, but it's just uh, when I create sometimes I'm like, oh, I messed up. And that's, you know, like I get more in that par part of my head when I'm on stream and producing like like doing the looping I always just think of it as like fun they don't always end up turning into songs sometimes sure, they do but so but if I were to like produce like bubble like continue producing it I couldn't do it on stream like I tried it once and I was like sure. too focused on whether people yeah. were like bored because it takes me like an hour sometimes to like find the yes. beat I like you know what I mean like I'm like yep. are people into this like so I just stopped doing that because the answer is a very small percentage of people are into it. Like <laughs> I still do production streams too, yeah. but it's like 10% of my normal audience hangs out for that. Yeah. And it's mostly the other streamers or musicians who are interested in that. Right. That's at least been my experience too. 
but you know what I what I have done, which was really fun for me too, is these like which I'm gonna keep doing because I also feel like I don't know it like it's just good to create a song in one hour or create a song. Sometimes I'm like, all right, create a song in an hour and a half, um, and it's like the pressure and everyone's like kind of all right, you know yes. and. It's like, all right, we create a beat. Ah, we need lyrics. Um, and it's really fun. And a couple of those I am going to like turn into songs. So, um, oh, for sure. You yeah, should also, so if I you don't do know her, the other streamer that you should meet or hook up with if you don't follow her is Kat McDowell. If you don't know her, okay. she does a she does mm -hmm. a songwriting challenge with other streamers where they do that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's 22 minutes or so. It's a random number. It's like 22 minutes or 24 minutes. And you work together with her, and she's hosted. A lot of people who have been on this show have worked with her, and I think she's invited us both as well. But she's um, she is pregnant right now, so I don't know what her oh, schedule yeah. is. But she does that, and I know it's worked really well for her. So I think that that's an amazing idea of doing that. So if you if you guys don't know her yeah. in the chat, shout out Cat McDowell. I'll I'll post that in, in a second. In terms of um, yeah. because he says you're an introvert, um, I'm also an introvert, and I feel like Twitch. And I've become kind of like more of a just chatting and meme streamer, which is interesting because, you know, as an introvert and, you know, on st before that, before when I was on stage and stuff, I would, you know, talk a little bit, but not too much. Um, but now I like I'm prolific at talking like I just talk and talk and talk and people apparently love that. <sighs> and I feel like that um, is going to help me a lot when I go back to gigs and tours where like I can just crack stupid jokes and you know once people mm. like start to understand the, the humor or like you know the way my shows mm. go um, that they will love that do you feel like Twitch has taught you a little more um, you know opening up and being talkative between shows or uh, between shows between songs etc yeah for sure for sure um it's loosened me up a lot in like every way in that way. Um, even like when you talk about the consistency, the, the, the good thing about the consistency too, from like the just musical standpoint is like, you just get used to like, okay, I'm playing. Like, it's not all right. A performance, you're, you know, you're just like, all right, I'm going well, on. So you just kind of get used to yeah. hanging and talking. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I do feel like it's helped. Um, I guess we'll see though when I play some live shows. Yeah. <laughs> I think it will be different, but I think, uh, I think it, which kind of because people want want talking, you know. Yeah. They want you to talk to them because otherwise they will just watch a YouTube video or something. Yeah. You know? Wait, can I ask you a question? I'm curious. Sure. Of course. Do you two find it easier? Um, I guess for both of you, to stream together versus solo to have somebody there with you. You can answer that first. Um. So, I'm an animal of habit, basically. So it's like if I'm used to streaming alone, I mm. am more comfortable alone. And then when somebody else or a different energy or you know just a different person comes in, it's strange at the beginning. But then when I get used to it, after that, <laughs> if I have to stream alone, I'm like, oh fuck, what am I gonna do now? Like I'm not entertaining <laughs> alone. So it's it's legit a thing. Like whatever I'm used to. Right now I'm used to streaming with streaming with him. And every time I think about streaming alone, which I've done for almost three years streaming alone, um, I'm like, oh man, I don't know what to do. Like, what am I gonna <laughs> do without him on my channel? Like, I'm so like I don't have any ideas. So Aww. for me it's actually a thing of habit. Yeah. It's like what I'm used to. For me it's moment. both. I, I think 
I, I had the fortune of, I have basically been, I've talked for a living for most of my career and I did it. I, I was a speaker for many, many years and my job for almost 10 years was to sit in rooms and talk to myself alone and imagine an audience and imagine people. So I, it's both. I, there are things about streaming with Sarah or anyone else, because I, I do, it changes, as she mentioned, it changes the energy a lot, and it does make some things easier. But I'm, I'm a pr- crazy perfectionist, and in my mind, mm. I have a routine. So, like, great example. I've, I've told the story a lot because it's so present to what's going on, but lost interface last week lost a key piece of gear in my studio mm-hmm. which that is that sends me into mental hell like yeah. for me it's sarah's watched me out. fucking crumble yeah. because it's like i need my setup and it's like every part of my stream is so fucking designed and i i'm different mm-hmm. than other streamers in that regard of like my stream is choreographed it's designed yeah. camera changes are happening Audio changes are happening. Instruments are getting muted and unmuted. Things are happening that's the way they're happening. That's insane to me. As, as somebody yeah. who improvises, that's insane to me. Because, like, everything... Yeah. But it makes it easier, but it, at the same time, it's more preparation. You yes. Know? Mm. It's like you have to prepare each song perfectly. You know, when does the chorus come in? When does when does the camera change? Yeah. Well, and, and part of me... like part of this I do is, that with my foot. And, like, part of this is my... You do. <laughs> She, Sarah literally balances on one I have foot a mini, a and presses a stream deck with her toe. And I change the cameras with my toe. That is true. And then <laughs> complains it. about how much she hurts. She's like, man, my foot hurts. And I'm like, because you're balanced on one foot. Yeah. But for me, it's exactly the opposite because all of the stuff that I integrate is by design. So I'm mm. like, and part of what makes a show amazing to me like I, I, when I go to a concert, and, and what I wanted to create when I was creating my stream, mm. which I think is unique. To, there's only very few streamers that do it this way, and a lot of them have already been on the show, but like Scene of Action, Jay Dublay, Four After Ever, Other Glow, where they're like, I wanted to create that experience of going to a concert. And for me, mm. a big part of concerts is visuals. And mm. for me, I was like, my music doesn't fit well in a sitting in a room with Christmas lights, which is like mm. 90% of Twitch streamers I can was, get away with I was going to, to, to ask you to... Um, why don't you have Christmas lights in the background? <laughs> <laughs> uh, would be much well, more you know, popular if you bought some. You're on Twitch. What it, how she does have them. You She's know, got I them. do have, um, like, this this changing oh. Okay, you got the change. Color okay, thing. Yeah. It changes colors. Um, yeah. Yeah, so no, no I've... No I don't have no, Christmas. No, no I'm so, is this a deal breaker? No, this is this is just Twitch law. We yeah. didn't make Twitch up the law. rules. If you are a musician on Twitch so yeah. and you want to be successful, you have, you have to, to have, have Christmas your Christmas lights. lights in the background. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. If we've been we've been doing an we've intensive study. We've been studying study. it for years. But but yeah, it, for me, I just when I was thinking about my stream and I was thinking about my song, which at the end of the day, I'm like my songs are would if in a perfect world my songs would have a full band and we would have a big experience yeah. and we would punch you in the mouth and like that's kind of <laughs> what the performance would be but since i'm just a guy with a guitar standing there playing these very heavily orchestrated heavy rock songs i'm like this shit will be boring after 10 minutes or if i'm going to come yeah. back to the stream over and over and over this is not going to be that entertaining i feel the same that's why i have the the toe yeah the toe thing it's like i, I need don't... visuals and yeah. so, yeah, I sat down and, and my stream design took probably for the first set of songs six weeks 
And every song normally wow. takes about four, yeah. you know, anywhere from three it's to insane. six hours. When you see it, it's insane. Like, yeah. I and mean, I know it makes that that's sense. different. That makes me different than other people. And I'm sure for when I watch a J. Dublay or I watch a scene of action, like scene of action, his stuff probably takes days per song because of all the lights. No, months. And doing, I mean, he takes breaks yeah, months. months always when he yeah. comes out yeah. with new stuff. Yeah. It and makes so sense, I, I, though. Yeah. That, and that, I can understand that. And, and I have always joked that I'm dumpster scene of action because it's like, scene of action clearly has all this money and has all these communities that will support mm. him and like he's mm. got a problem he's like i can throw ten thousand dollars at it and here's my mm. amazing lighting rig yeah. and my 57 cameras and but he's a very this is fortunate musician amongst us musicians because most of us are just poor yeah and so i'm like i have a wall and i have obs and i have these things so i'm like well i want to make something cool so this is the way I do it. And so that for me, actually bringing up, going back to the question, because I got off track a little bit, but going back to the question, when I add Sarah to a song, that's a key thing to think about. Like I have versions of those projects that are very specific to Sarah with the Sarah camera changes in them and the Sarah looks in them. And then I even have projects where I'll have tracked versions where I have her recorded. So I have to remove that from the recording and create a version of the song that is specific to Sarah performing. So there are some times where it's just wow. easier for me to just perform by myself. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, all these projects are good. I could just perform by myself. But it's pro and cons, basically, by there working is, yeah. that way. Like, I'm, I'm sure, like, if I turn up at your place with a saxophone, we could just jam. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, immediately, we could just jam. If I want to just jam with him, or we were, we're thinking about, you know playing with Jay Dublay, there's like a full like production behind mm -hmm. it. Like you mm -hmm. have to set up cameras and changes for the mm -hmm. specific songs, that, you know, and I'm like, yeah. I'm just, you know, I just want to play, you know? <laughs> well, and, 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 and I know that. Like, I mean, it looks cool and stuff, but you can't just, you know, knock on the door and be like, hi, let's jam, you know, let's play a song or something. No, That's not that possible. Sense. Like on, on stream, obviously. No. I was going to say, even not on stream? <laughs> no. It, well, yeah. I, I, even for me, probably not. Um, there's some mm -hmm. things that I could do, and, and that's also part of why I was interested in live looping. But I've also, like, I know uh, this drives Sarah crazy when I say this, but I have never thought of myself as a musician. I don't think I'm a musician. Mm -hmm. Like, And if I am, I'm a really mm -hmm. shitty one. Because I'm, like, compared to most people... I could probably hang on drums with most people. I'm a mediocre guitarist. I'm an even more yeah, mediocre keyboardist. And I'm a singer. But yeah, I think of myself as a songwriter first. Mm. And it's like, musician is normally like third or fourth in the line, which I know mm. that is not most people. Most people are like, they go through this process where at five years old or something or whenever they're a teenager, someone's like, hey, you should learn piano or you should learn drums or you should learn guitar. And for me... Yeah. I was never like that. I was always like, I want to write songs. I would fill mm -hmm. notebooks as a kid. Like, I, I have a song that I occasionally play that has lyrics that started when I was, like, nine years old or something or what? ten years old. And I was like, oh, I like these lyrics. And this is that was always how I did it. I was just like... That's actually a, yeah. a, a question that I have for Leah. So yeah, do you... Um, Wait, hold you... on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What? It's over time! She's like, what the... <laughs> It's an overtime Woo. question. <laughs> Sorry, we're past the whenever we go past the four o'clock or the seven o'clock time Eastern, it becomes overtime. So, what was your first contact with music? Actually, making music, you know, yes. 
playing some like you know on an instrument or something like that um on an instrument so we had a piano we had a piano in our house growing up even though nobody played it <laughs> think about it <laughs> seems very common um, yeah, it look, looks nice. New Jersey suburb house. That seems, yeah. you know, common. Um, and I would was just drawn to it, I guess. And I would, I would, I guess I kind of taught myself how to play because I would just be like, oh, that sounds good. And that sounds good. And um, would play that way. Um, so that was probably my first contact. But I will say that I, I hear that like when, when you say, oh, musician or like songwriter. I mean, I do think like yeah. everyone's got their main thing and I even though I I played piano like that I always feel like a singer way beyond piano mm -hmm. I'm like ah, I can hang on keys I guess but like I'm a singer you know what I mean yeah. um so I feel that I feel like everyone's got um you know their their strong suit in that way yeah yeah mm -hmm. I love that I have another question this Please? is one of my mm -hmm. favorite questions. another overtime <laughs> question <laughs> you can also say overtime with yes you can yell at it with us um uh, so have you ha ever had some beef slash drama with somebody on twitch yeah um yes actually oh, oh yes, yes. beef so so this doesn't count as just like a jerk in your stream and they leave or something right you just like mean like actual yeah, no, drama like, okay yes drama yeah. yeah one time i'm actually curious your thoughts on this i i i yeah. I had been streaming for like six months, so I knew like a good amount of stuff, but I'm not like, you know, I don't know like all the ins and outs and like the rules and like, yeah. you know, how you're supposed to act. So I went into someone's stream and I was trying to like support and be, and I was like, wow, great, great music. I don't even, I don't even remember his name to be honest. Yeah. Um, and I used one of my emotes and it was, I, I wasn't like go to my channel or anything. Yeah. I was just like, I was like, awesome job. And he was like one of my emotes and he was like, he stopped what he was doing and was like, is that one of your own emotes? It was, it's kind of funny when I think about it. I'm like, yeah. uh, I was like, oh my God. Emote? How dare you? I, I got so nervous. I'm like, oh, and I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm not trying. And they were like, yeah. they were like, he was like cursing at me. He was like, he got his whole audience <laughs> to like, oh to like go against me. I was like, oh my God. And then he kicked me out. And then, and oh, wow. then. Then he went on someone else's stream because they do like a chat kind of thing like you two do, I guess. Sure, um, sure. And he was like, I had this instance with a streamer. What do you think? What do you <laughs> think? Is this like, I was like, and I just reported him because he was also a part of some like charity thing. And I was like, do you want this person being a part of, it was like a mental health charity thing. I was like, oh this person God. was so <laughs> mean to me. I was like, yes. I was not trying to do it. Like, I, and then I, since then I've never used an e one of my emotes in somebody's oh, stream. You I was like, oh God, that is I so was like, Silly. That is so I'm, silly. I'm like, oh my god! And yeah, of course, all of his people backed him, and we're like, of course, yeah. Well, that's, 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 I wish you knew their name so we could. Oh yes. blast that person. I have, I, I have ideas terrible. of who that could be, but we 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 talk about this a lot. Actually, it's why we like to ask this question because <laughs> both Sarah and I are kind of the outcasts of the Twitch music community. Because yes. I'm always a person that says I don't think the Twitch music community exists. I think that there's a music category, and I think that there are some people that gravitate to certain cliques of music people, and a lot mm -hmm. of these cliques tend to be very high school. We bring yes. this up before of like, oh, well, there's this circle of people, and then there's this circle of people, and then there's this circle of people, 
And I'm always a person that even back in high school was like a click buster or just didn't participate mm-hmm. in that stuff or made fun of people who did that. Yeah. And and so for me, yeah, first of all, that's totally stupid. And yeah, ridiculous. but I saw like yeah. a Twitter conversation about this a oh, few weeks back super... um, about somebody being like be actually complaining about that. And it's so stupid. It's so stupid. You're, even if you're if, even if you say yeah. you're a streamer. And you're hanging out in that chat for a long time and stuff, and you're like, hey, and they're talking about, like, streamer-related stuff, and you're like, hey, I can relate to this because I'm a streamer, too. Because you think you want to have a conversation, right? Yeah. Like, and then they say, oh, you're self-promoting. Get out of here. It's like, what the fuck, dude? Do you want to have a conversation, (laughs) or do you just want to be an asshole? Like... It was, I was so, I was so upset at first, but like now, anytime I mention it, all I do is like laugh because I'm like, I can't even say it without like, it's so stupid. I think, I think he played guitar and the funny thing was on the, on the like post stream where they talked about it, they talked for like a good 20 minutes about like, well, did she enter with a raid or like, did she, I'm like. Come on, like get a life. It's an emote, like really. No, yeah. this is ridiculously yeah. stupid. But this is the thing yeah. again. I, one thing that Sarah and I talk about on this a lot, and that I personally believe a lot, is that Twitch attracts a very particular type of personality. Uh, the people mm-hmm. that that can be successful, or that build communities, or that perform mm-hmm. on Twitch tend to be people that don't understand that in the real world, when you go out and play gigs, if you act like that, you're not going to get booked places or the word is going to get out or it's going to mess up your reputation. But on Twitch, because everything is its own little bubble and you can live in those, those little bubbles or have your little communities like you would never be able to pull that off in a real relationship setting. Like people, you're being dramatic. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, like, Hey, how about, Hey, at Leah Menneker, or just saying, Hey, Hey, Leah, you know, thanks. But like, I'm, I'm just not into that. Like sharing emo, other people's emotes on my, on my (laughs) channel. Cool. I would have never done it. It's like, you're dumbass. This is so dumb. I would have left. I would have been like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) No, I I remember rating somebody. Don't remember his name. Some, I don't remember his name, but he, he, uh, somebody recommended him to me. My, one of my mods was like, Hey, want to raid this person? I was like, sure. So we raided him and he was like, Oh, cool. You know, so what do you do? And I was like, I'm a saxophonist. And he was like, Oh, I play the saxophone really well. I have a saxophone right in the back of Mm -hmm. right there. And I play it sometimes on stream. And the whole chat was like, e, yeah, awesome. Like, especially because he was, like, very mm. adamant about doing it well, you know. And yeah. I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm right. Uh, <laughs> let's see it. Literally, Sarah will berate people on the streets about their saxophone playing. I will, well, yeah. I'm, I'm such a typical, <laughs> terrible jazz asshole in that sense. It's horrible. But anyways, but he was, like, it, I was obviously friendly. Um, and in chat, yeah. you know? and <laughs> he was like, "Oh yeah, I play it really well, and I play it sometimes, but I'm, um, I'm too lazy to get the saxophone." And <laughs> like mm. after a raid, you know, and it, everybody was like, "Okay, cool, well, bye then." Bye. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, that, but that's like the t- same type of energy, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just so silly because any of that stuff in the real world would get you blackballed. Like, yeah. people would call you a drama queen. People wouldn't want to work with you. People wouldn't want to play with you. It's like you don't get shots like that. And, and yes, there's a whole other host of issues that come with, like, real music scenes. Like, Alana Man, who talked about that on, on her stream. Yeah. Like, the drama that, that starts up in those clicks. But the drama on Twitch, 
I guess in the scheme of drama, is pretty low because it doesn't revolve around people that are too high to perform or yeah. people that are, you know, messing with people in a way they shouldn't. But the mm. drama tends to be very childish for that reason, yeah. which is why we like to hear the stories. Your own emote. It's, Leah, please use your own please emotes. Please use your own emotes in chat. chat. <laughs> please come please into my chat. Because please come into my chat and promote yourself. Yeah. Be like, hey, I have this new song, and I'll be like, amazing. Like, I think the yes. first thing you, I think one of the first things you should do from now on is like when you go into somebody's chat, you're like, hey, hi, I'm new here. Oh, this is so cool. And then you have a little bit of conversation, and then you just spam your emotes. And if the person is like, please stop that, you unfollow them and say, hey, you're an asshole. Get off of Twitch. <laughs> Fucking dumbass. See, that's a, Sarah's trying to get. That sounds like really good advice. Yeah, it's actually true because then you avoid getting, you know, starting to like the wrong people or people that are actually assholes. You know, I just don't have time for that. And and there are people, (laughs) there are people that I've even been pretty big supporters of that inevitably would do something douchey. And I, I guess I'm old enough. Like I'm old, so I'm just like I don't care about this. Ninety nine for. We'll 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 do it. We'll do it. We haven't done this on a Music Exposed in a while. Well, I haven't busted out on Music Exposed. Listen, everyone that's watching, you're all going to die. <laughs> and, and, what you, and what you think is important isn't really that important. Mm-hmm. And if you're wasting time on things that are this trivial, you should probably be doing something more productive with your time. And yes. where's the fedora? Oh, oh, I don't have the... Here, I have a lay. We'll put the lay on. Listen, I'm very <laughs> festive in telling you that you're going to die. And <laughs> everyone watching this will die someday. No, and it, and the reason I say that is not to make people sad. It's that most of what we think is important in the grand scheme of things is not actually that important, and that you should focus on things that are important. Like for me, it's very important to me. Like even Sarah laughs at me sometimes because today I'm throwing together the bulletin board last minute, and I I track the bulletin board all the time. Whenever I see new releases on Twitter or any of that stuff, mm-hmm. I'm doing that. And Sarah will laugh at me. She's like, no one gives a fuck about the bulletin board, Ken. <laughs> like, it's so stupid. And I'm like, well, no, I give I want, a fuck about I want about to continue the bulletin, the bulletin board because do you know what it does actually do? And this is honesty 100%. It makes the people that release the songs feel good, but actually nobody in chat cares. Like, please... Please tell Aww. me in chat how many Oof. of you have actually listened to every single song he has posted. Name he, every song yeah, that's ever been on the bulletin board. Name every song on the ever. Oh, I can't see the chat. What are they saying? Uh, they're just they're just all berating Sarah because they're like, what do we have? Oh, here comes professional musician Sarah. So listen, the chat... Sarah's chat and my chat, which is an extension of hers, basically, <laughs> is just everyone ragging on us. Like, our chat are full of trolls, because that's what we're like. And yeah, it's kind of, love it. No, they, uh-huh. they're, they're, we, are, we have the same issue. We're trolls with the heart of gold. Like, it's like, okay, we have good hearts, but we want to laugh at things, and most but things are funny. don't you dare use your emails Tammy, do you chat. want it in alphabetical order? <laughs> She's gonna start through all. No, but like legit. That's the, but that's the problem. That this is. I'm not. I'm not being an asshole. I'm just saying this is the problem with like, um, just music in general. Because yeah. there's, no one cares. there's, yeah, no one cares, and it's so yeah. sad. You know, there's such amazing music out there, 
and even us, all, all, us three who produce, who do, who do music, and who dodge who music, do, who dodge music, who, dodge music. <laughs> <laughs> who do, who do, and you know, pub- publish music and stuff, and it can be talked about and be promoted somewhere else, and people are like, yeah, cool, okay, cool, and then they never listen to it. No, you know, because yeah. it's, it's true. It, it, because we're no just, we're just, we're just full of information all the time that we get distracted by other things that we miss so much amazing music, and that's why I'm yeah. saying like the. That's why I love this show. Awesome. Like I love this show. I but, like, love listening to. Who actually goes and listens to every song? Esky Beats. Esky Beats okay. listens. To, he puts but the playlist. He together. puts a playlist together. Yeah. No, but I I, yeah. I listen to most of them. I don't Time get the 69 chance. Time sixty nine in chat. If you actually listen to the songs. If you've listened to one, week. okay. I want to know if you've listened to yeah. If you've listened to more than one song off the every bulletin week board. Off the bulletin Not every. Board. That's because too much. Heard about if, it if you've here. Listened to, if you've and listened, your own songs don't count. So shut the fuck up. No, you literally have listened. Okay, you literally listen, Sarah. You literally now play songs on your stream that I referred you that were on the bulletin yeah, I, board. Yeah, I play like Alana Maddie. Twitch. Yeah, I play, Twitch, yeah, I play uh, a Twitch original, a Twitch musician originals. Yes, Twitch musician awesome, original. You know? Listen, look, three people have already I'm said they've listened to more shit. than You're one. You're full of shit, guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're so full of shit. I can't believe you. I believe them. I actually do because you listen to, you find out about amazing stuff. And no, I don't. I don't necessarily get the time to listen to everyone, but for me. <laughs> potato who's not even on the show this is why sarah needs to be fired from this show but potato had... doesn't count okay what do you mean it doesn't count potato doesn't count because he was a video editor for a while so he had to listen to stuff that isn't a bulletin then board northbound mad is is a big fan of yours so of course he's gonna listen to the stuff that you say hey go listen to this and <laughs> tammy is just too nice not to type 69 so oh wow <laughs> wow <laughs> Sarah ruining the viewership of Music Exposed. She's like, listen, all of you are liars and don't actually listen to the music. No, it's a passion project for me. I know that I know that for me, the reason I care about it is obviously I have been releasing songs for 20 years that no one gives a shit about. And I'm familiar with that feeling of like, here's this amazing thing that I put months and months of work into and you release it and no one cares or you get yeah, four it's streams. So sad. I and you it's even so mentioned sad. it. I, I, I don't, I don't know or care what your numbers are unless you want to share them. But for me, like I, I, the most, one of the most disappointing nights of my life was like the week after the EP came out and I'm mm-hmm. literally spamming like buy my EP. And I'm, I put months and months of work into it. And it's like, yeah, I think the most listened to song I have on Spotify still is at maybe like 200 streams or something like that. Like, and that was yeah. working my ass off to get that it's going. Tough. That's and why I, it, yeah. yeah. Go, go sorry. Ahead. You know, as no, you say, that's, that's why I, like, I've, I, it takes everything in my willpower not to release the song that I finished that I'm like really excited about. But I'm, I'm going to wait until I have like eight songs because like con- consistently releasing like every eight weeks is part of yeah. it so that like, you know, you can yeah. get the trick, the algorithms. And I mean, I, now I'm, I'm trying to spend time. Like uh, there's this guy muse formation on YouTube and yeah, he has like, like a, a whole strat. Oh yeah. Okay. I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. He's got like a whole strategy. I'm like trying to follow and not like just mm-hmm. release things. Cause it's so, it is the most depressing thing. You're like, this song is so good. And then it's like, one listen you're like what yeah no it's exactly (laughs) true like the night my ep came out i think i might have had 10 streams and the funny part was Mm. is i know i know for a fact my most listened to song is mostly because of one person and i can name who that person is everybody in chat who knows clayton james hicks 
who is a fan of Dora, Existence 130, mm-hmm. listened over and over and over, I think, to Darkest Moon of Midnight. Oh. And Darkest Moon of Midnight is still, I think, mm-hmm. you and I are up there, but he spammed that, and then International Matt Space is Bacon. Butthurt. I'm sorry. He Matt. is, and then International. You know I'm joking. Don't it, take it seriously, guys. <laughs> <laughs> International Space Bacon, who put together a playlist of my songs and is like a super fan of the music and needed music for a stream, is responsible for like, I think those two guys are like 50% of my Spotify yeah. listens, and and I mm. remember it was just like, as a songwriter, you have to you have to enjoy it. Because yeah. if you and I've I've also done a lot of that. Like I think I had read Ari Herstrand's book. I don't know if people who know him, mm-hmm. he has how to succeed in the music business. And I I've listened to a lot of those gurus. I've watched so many Harris Heller streams. I I mm-hmm. from that business too. So like the guru business. So I've yeah. watched a lot of them because I'm curious about what they're doing. And it's and at the end of the day. You know, the biggest, it, it comes down to the same shit it comes down to in every other business. Imagine taking Harris Heller advice. <laughs> Jeez, shots fired. Okay, anyway, <laughs> Muse Formation is a good channel. and uh, I'm in a mood today, I'm sorry. I, that's guys. fine. <laughs> <laughs> Harris Heller, yeah, he comes off as a certain kind of guy. Like, I'm not going to lie about that. But I don't, I don't know the, him. Yeah, yeah you're, you're, you're not missing much. But... Um, <laughs> I, I'll say the same thing. Like, I will say, all right, I will say, I will say this. Here's the thing. Again, I, I'm someone that has spent almost 15 years of my career now working for gurus, working for people that sell information products mm. or people that are in the business of being professional personalities or speakers or that kind of thing. And I've worked with most of the biggest names in the world who do that. Like, and I don't like to talk about it on stream a lot because Did you it's like, work with Bogwan. I. <laughs> Yes. Did you work with Osho? I did not work with Osho. Do you know who o- o- Osho slash Bhagwan is? Leah? If anyone in chat who has watched I know Wild who Wild Osho Wild is, yeah. He, yes. yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I've worked with a million people like him, though, and that's that's the thing. Mm-hmm. I don't like to talk about it because it comes off as like, I've worked with these people. <laughs> but I, I do have an interest in the business side of it, so it makes me yeah. interested. And, and I'm interested, in particular, what I find interesting is most people are trying to apply that model to the music business now mm-hmm. because the issue with the music business is the same as the issue with internet marketing in general. And if this is boring for chat, I'm very sorry. And, and anyone <laughs> who doesn't want to hear this, it's incredibly boring. But I like, I'm fascinated by business models. So to me, yeah. you have the same issue in music that you have in internet marketing and in that now you have like 70,000 songs a minute or something that are released on Spotify. The mm. amount of content and the amount of supply is so far beyond the demand. And when you look at the Spotify stats, they basically tell you that 95% of listens on Spotify are to the same 50 artists. Yeah. Like they only listen mm. to the same 50 artists and that's mm. it. So yeah, and it, the funny part is they get like $3. I have worked with Ty Lopez, <laughs> Northbound Matt. I have mm. worked with Ty Lopez. Um, I so have I a, actually, I have a question. Hold on, wait. You have an oh. overtime. Overtime. Leah's like, oh my God, what did I get myself into? Yeah, she's like, <laughs> no. fuck, dude. Why are these get mean, me out of here. horrible people yeah. <laughs> who think they're so funny? <laughs> Wow. Um, I had a question then I forgot. Oh yeah. So what was your worst moment either on stream or on stage? Worst moment on stream or stage. Yeah, like somebody comes up to you and licks your ear like Ed plays jazz <laughs> had that for example. I wait, somebody had that? Yeah. Ed plays yeah. jazz who's a, a jazz slash yeah, saxophonist. 
Yeah, he's uh, he's yeah. Some uh, apparently a, a lady came up over <laughs> and licked their ears for some reason. Um, okay, I have one. Oof. So I it just frustrated me so much. I, when I was touring around, I got I was in Las not right outside of Las Vegas. Okay. And I played this this um I don't even remember the name of it. This this place where I I got there, you know, remember I'm like touring around alone. Like okay. I'm Whoa. pretty little. I'm pretty little. I've got like a ton of equipment. I set up, I start like 10 minutes late maybe, but most, you know, like, like most venues are like, why are you starting on time? You know what I mean? Like, so I didn't yeah, think course. it mattered. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm playing a three hour set for like pro- probably like 150 bucks, like not that much money. Yeah. The typical and, US performance uh, thing. Yeah. Right. And it's raining. So it never rains in, in um, Nevada. So a lot of people kind of left. Yep. He pulled me aside. Okay, so during at the end of the gig, so so I was basically playing to like the bartender after a while. Yep. She started. Um, I had watched the the guy who owned the place. Sorry, if this is a long long story. The no, guy who watched. Oh, please. The guy who owned the place was like berating the waitress slash bartender who was working her ass off, like you know whatever she's doing, Vegas. and it really it pissed me off. Yeah. Um, and she was crying by the end she was bawling and i'm like and i'm like "Uh, push pull like alone like while she's like crying behind them i'm like this is (laughs) um and so i ended like 10 minutes early because she's crying there's literally nobody else in there and it's pouring rain so i'm like i'm packing up um he pulls me aside after and he is like I'm sorry, but, um, and he, and he talks to me very condescendingly, like, you need yeah. to know that, like, you can't be late for these kinds of things. I don't remember exactly <laughs> what he said, but he was like, he was like, I'll give yep. you this check, but, and like, was like, you know, next time, you know, you didn't even play for you for the full three hours. And I basically like tore him, like I tore him apart. First of all, yeah. I hadn't yes. had a break yes. in like two weeks. I was like, excuse me, you're, <laughs> like, yes. your, your bartender's crying. You're treating them like crap. You pay me next to nothing for a three hour gig. Forget the fact that it's raining. That is why no yes. one is here. Of course. And I'm way underpaid for this thing. Thank you for my check. I won't be fucking returning. And then I went yeah. to the the bartender. I was like, I'm so sorry. I like gave her a hug. I was like, <laughs> whatever happened, you need to know you worked your ass off tonight. Right. And, then yes. she was, and she was like, you too. You too. <laughs> like, yes. It is so, that, that was is my so, <laughs> I actually, I, I don't know if you know this, but actually we're in Nevada right now. So I live in Nevada. Oh, we're in, yeah. nor- we're in Northern Nevada, but oh, I'm so very... it was Cor- Corrales or something. Interesting. Uh, it was, do you know where that is? I don't, I don't, it w- but I know it was, so yeah. many people like what you're describing because okay. that is entertainment. And, and I have actually shared this with Sarah that entertainment in Nevada is actually bigger than most other places. However, it's a very particular genre of entertainment because mm. everything in Nevada, Nevada is driven by the entertainment business. And so mm. most venue owners are kind of like that. So you have this weird oh. car crash happening in Nevada of these old sleazy, skeezy bar professional guys that mm. are, you know, been in the business. I've been in the business for 50 years. I know everything that happens in here. I know what comes out of this club right now. I need to, I need to understand. I need $10 coming out of every seat. <laughs> 
I need to understand. Like, you got that guy. And then you have, they're dying in the new entertainment business because millennials and younger don't go out the same way that the older generations Mm -hmm. do. So that casino-driven gambling entertainment it's very different now, and a lot of venues don't know what to do with that now. It's very, yeah. it's a very fascinating thing. However, in Nevada, outside of the gig that you described, Nevada tends to pay exceptionally well for entertainment compared to other mm. places in the country. Like what you described of the $150 three-hour set is so common, even for bands in most other places. But yeah. Nevada tends to be better if you can get into the right places. Yeah. And the issue yeah. with that is you have to find your way into the right gigs that pay well out here like for example okay, um, yeah yeah my sister works in a showroom up here i live in lake tahoe which is northern nevada mm. about an hour outside of reno which is baby vegas and that's mm. yeah nice gangster voice talk like joey shoes that's <laughs> what we talk like around here i've been running i listen fucker i've been running clubs since 1965 sinatra was here once he smoked a cigarette out in the parking lot he didn't come in here but he smoked a cigarette outside that's our claim i want to hang out i want to hang out there <laughs> 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 that's that's the type of guy that you get on it. And you don't want my Sylvester Stallone. Ooh. Oh, back to that again. Ooh. But I've known, that. I'm known for my on, impressions. On music okay? exposed. I'm known for my I, impressions. Yeah. But that's think, amazing no, of you to do. And the fact that you have... Listen, the fact that you have self-respect as a musician is actually rare. And yeah. this is the issue, mm-hmm. I think, that most musicians... Even on Twitch, we're dealing with this a lot. Of You have competition and you have a lot of people who don't respect themselves or they're just happy to be here. Like, I'm just happy to be here. I'll pay for this stage or I'll pay for this gig. And that's the whole reason you have gigs in L.A. and New York and all these places that literally force the musician to pay. Like, all these venues yeah. suck so much at promoting their their artists and their venue that they're ex- basically expecting the musician to bring in their own crowd and to be their own marketing so and that weird. kind of thing. Like the gigs it's ridiculous. Where you have to, but where you have to sell the tickets. Yeah, you do. I, I actually mm. was at a gig recently with a band that I really like. I know a few indie bands That's that tour right now. Model. And they, yeah. I was watching their opening band scurry around the street with their dad trying to sell. Aww. They were literally busking and trying to sell tickets to passersby in Boston. Because that was how the gig worked. If they didn't sell a certain amount of tickets, they weren't going to get paid. Yeah. And so mm. it's like, this is so... The music industry has yeah. obviously always been a bullshit business that's run by horrible people. Yeah. Yeah. And Twitch, uh, yeah. what I do love about it is that Twitch democratizes it to some extent. Like, everyone mm-hmm. will talk about the benefit of democratizing music, like Spotify and all these com- companies... But I hate all these companies, and, and Twitch included to some extent, because I think Twitch is horribly managed and takes too, mon- too much. Fifty Like, I love the fact that Uh-oh. Facebook is firing at Twitch right now by saying, we're not going to take anything. Like, they really believe, mm-hmm. like, if we give 100% for the next two years to the streamer, that more streamers will come over. I am sad that that I'm actually happen. thinking about, like, it's streaming interesting. a little on Facebook it's interesting. and YouTube at the same time because of that. Because 50% is um, so much yeah. to take from the artist. And then Spotify yeah. will sit there and tell you that there's no money in music and pay artists point zero 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 five cents a, a spin. I so was just takes- going to say that. Yeah. yeah. I did a whole, like, I was a part of this little documentary thing where the main question was, is there money in music? Is music a commodity? And I couldn't believe how many people were like, no, and there's no money in music. And I'm like, yeah. there's plenty of money in music, yeah. but yeah. the you know execs at Spotify are getting it all. Like, right. like yeah. I, exactly. Uh, yeah. Spotify's a multi-billion-dollar business, uh, yeah. and they'll be like, oh yeah, and music doesn't make anything. It's like, yeah, okay. We need to unionize. 
I agree. I agree with that. And we, you know, who this this goes back. If you have never watched this show before, people should go back and watch the Ed plays jazz episode of the show. The where one he, that got the woman the with licked the ear, the licking <laughs> ear. But he is very passionate about that. I actually really appreciate that. He they are launching mm-hmm. a business right now called Better Music Education, where they're mm-hmm. really passionate about paying artists. I'm excited for that. I love that awesome. actually, and and I love people who do that. But. First of all, thank you, Leah, so much for going yes. way over time with us. This we was really fun. appreciate you. And yeah. this has amazing. been amazing. I really enjoyed You're a fantastic song. artist. Thank if you, you guys, exclamation mark guest, I'm going to type it in. Please give Leah a follow. She, as you mentioned, please, when you have your new release ready to go, let us know. And we'll post it as, on even though Sarah board. flames the chat, I'll post it on <laughs> the know, bulletin board that no one pays attention to. people in chat who said they listened to it, so you better will... fucking listen to it, guys. <laughs> Yep, we're counting on you. But if you don't, yeah. I will come in and spam your chat with, with do. emotes. Please spam and your emotes <laughs> and your links. Now, I, I will say this. I'm willing to put out on the line. I don't know that there is another streamer who is as obnoxious as I am about shouting out <laughs> other streamers. So when I find out that you're a streamer in my chat, you get a horribly obnoxious song and dance and introduction <laughs> and, and shout out. Like, I literally have a song for shouting out people that plays every time they do that. So mm, I personally... Looking forward to that. <laughs> I love anyone that is working on original music. And my goal, even for this show, but in general with my channel, has been to try to create a venue that supports original artists because most of what is popular on Twitch or what is the Twitch music community are 99% cover artists. And while mm. I respect that and think that's amazing... I really want to see more original music on Twitch, and I want to mm-hmm. see more people who who are doing that. So anybody yes. that's releasing stuff, that's why I love... I actually like doing the bulletin board, although it, just like anything, it stresses me out sometimes, and people don't respond, and I don't have a good list every week, and I try to stay on top of it, and it's a giant pain in the ass. But at the same time, I'm very proud of the fact that you can go back to episode one or two, and you can find five to ten new releases yeah. from streamers every week or like this week we were able to promote that thomas frank who's here is doing lessons now and things like that or sunfire is or sunfire is doing too. lessons and i love that because the whole reason it's called the bulletin board is because normally the way you would find out about all these things is to walk into a music store or to walk into mm-hmm. a laundromat or to go somewhere in your community Man. and there was the bulletin board that says, oh, here's my flyer, and that's how you'd find out something was going on. And so that's what I really try to I do. I just realized something with yeah. this, with the lessons thing. I feel like Twitch was good for musicians up until a few months ago. And now with the whole like DMCA stuff and, 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 and Twitch yeah, whole, not buying licenses and not figuring their shit out with that, yeah. um, I feel like it's, it's Twitch is becoming for musicians just like it was or is in real life where they have to resort to Mm. lessons to teaching of course um which you know most of most of most of my colleagues are you know teach same with my family my family is like that too i teach too yeah instead exactly because you don't make enough money with gigs Mm. nowadays and on twitch it's starting to be that way too which twitch normally up until now was like a good place to you know be i think it still is but i also think that i also think that just like in real life twitch has become just like real life it's the same that most people in real life you, you know i always like to use that friday night example on a friday night where will you find more people will you find them at a cover band that is playing all the hits and there's you know a thousand people in the room who have come to dance to the songs that they all love and know and want to request 
Or will they be at the indie band show that probably has 50 mm-hmm. people and it's yeah. in a shitty venue and they have two types of beer and they both suck and are hot and it's ex- yeah. and it's <laughs> shitty. You know, most people are going to be watching that cover band and Twitch, the community tends to operate the same way. Yeah. They want you to play mm-hmm. the hits and that's the people why, that make the most money. Let's be honest, that. that's why I kind of like that Twitch doesn't, which is, which is sucky. And I'm saying this as somebody who yeah. is most, who plays most, who is an instrumentalist. So I, you know, I don't have, I don't play don't that many originals. Um, I don't play that many. N- normally, I play over other people's music, so I'm saying this as as somebody who you know is affected by this too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I kind of like that because of that, you know, that that part of of Twitch that you can't really play covers live anymore. Yeah. Um, y- you can, but you have to delete the vod and whatever. Right. Um, but that it ki- that kind of pushes the original artist more, and I kind of like that. You know. Yeah, I do like that. I, mm. I think that's that's a positive turn in in mm. all of this terrible conundrum. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> you know. But let's let's let Leah have her time back, and we have a birthday to go celebrate as well. Yes, but Think- Leah, please tell us uh, before we let you go. Exactly. Um, tell us where we can mm-hmm. find you. What next things you have? Tell us everything that you before you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think everything I'm on is like at Leah Meniger. So Instagram, Instagram and Facebook I use the most. I suck at Twitter. I really suck at Twitter. No problem. Um, Yeah, so at Leah Meniger and um, Patreon. I like most like my every week I post on there. It's my like most intimate everything I do, all my music being made and thoughts and everything shared there. So patreon.com slash Leah Meniker. Nice. Um, Spotify. Hi. I think you just look for Leah Meniker. <laughs> That's all the Excellent. things, I think. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate having you. And uh, as, yeah. as, we, as I always forget to mention at the end of the show, all of these episodes are released as well as a podcast. Um, and they're on the YouTube channel. So youtube.com slash thesilencenoise. Mm-hmm. Musicexposed.show for all of the episodes and that. And if you are not subscribed on uh, where you listen to podcasts, whether it's Spotify or Apple or any of those things, even if you don't listen in that format, please make sure you subscribe to those feeds. It helps more people find out about the show. And over time, we've actually had uh, you know an audience that's developed that watches the replays yeah, or watches the YouTube. episodes more yeah. than live. So that's very helpful. Um, and we appreciate that. So thank you for being here. Mm-hmm. Um, our next thank episode, you. we actually do not have an episode in two weeks because that is the July 4th weekend here in the United States. So I decided that was a bad weekend to do it yeah. because most people will be out getting drunk and partying on July 4th we weekend. We can do that. Are we going to get drunk and partying? T- Leah, what are you doing for, 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 for July? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing for July 4th? Uh, partying with you two. <laughs> do it. <laughs> Welcome. Let's go. Head out and do that. And so... Thank you guys for being here. We appreciate you so much. Our next guest is actually on July 17th. It's We Speak English Good. I know a lot of you are huge fans of him. So he is a musician and also does a podcast of his own. So we'll have lots of fun to talk about with that. And he's an amazing and awesome guest. And then after that, we also have EBX Gen coming up after that. So for all our upcoming guests, make sure you check out musicexposed.show. Thank you for being here, Leah. And uh, we, will, so we will catch you guys on the next stream. Thank you. Thank you.